Pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop Culture Leftovers typically has a long runtime as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle Pop Culture Leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 170. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're the leftovers. leftovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank. Stop! Hammer time! Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm just rushing right through that four yeah, I don't give a shit. Hey, welcome to episode 170, you sons of bitches. Yeah, 170. 170, 170. Hey, we're uh, quickly approaching episode 200. Holy Scary. fuck. Hey, Frank, are you fighting back the belches now? Like, does that happen? Like, when I hit record, like, usually, like, you know, before we record, you are just, like, a belching fool. <laughs> I try to get and, it all out ahead of time. Every once in a while, you'll, like, slip up during the... Like, are you fighting them back, like, the entire time? Like, no. is it is it, like, a constant battle with you? <laughs> no. Because I, I don't think you care. I really I don't care. I don't think you could. I don't think you do. Ask anybody that's played video games with me; they will know that I am not trying to purposely. Oh, I'm sure. I'm mic. sure it's it's very shameful when you do it. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> no. Pardon me. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> not exactly. Yeah. You know, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, what, 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 are, what are you talking about? Two hundred. Uh, yeah, episode two hundred is rapidly approaching. Just like one of Frank's belches, I'm sure is <laughs> rapidly making its way to the surface right now as we speak it'll Fucking get here first mount vesuvius frank <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> didn't didn't see that one coming you know yeah it just happens i'm just talking and all of a sudden they just sneak up <laughs> sometimes jesus <laughs> yeah no you act like you're like you're in a fucking war and it's like oh shit the Viet Cong just showed up <laughs> oh no oh no sorry guys <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what are we going to do for 200? We got planned? Yeah, we're going to have – aren't we going to have our listeners back on and be doing that thing again? Yeah, let's do that. That's yeah, a great thing. Let's do that again. Yeah, let's do that again. So uh, send me uh, – if you want to be on the show, I'm worried about this one. If I don't – if I, I mean, if I don't know you, you know what I mean? If, like, if you haven't sent like an email in before, I'm really worried about this one because like our listenership has basically tripled in the last – 
100 episodes or something? In the last 100. Shit, in the last year, it's tripled Mm. our listenership. If we don't, if I don't know who you are, I don't know if I want you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we might get somebody on here that get, like they get on. You guys are assholes. Fuck you. You know what I mean? That might like might, that might be their thing. You know what Maybe I mean? Maybe leftover army members only. Yeah, I mean people that like, at least we've had to have heard from you before. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So yeah, send me. Uh, I guess send me an email uh, and just title it uh, uh, two hundred. Now, yeah, that's that, that's spitting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two hundred belches. <laughs> There's been more than that. Belches. Yeah, yeah. Frank's we're f- celebrating Frank's two hundredth on air belch. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that number's closer to about four hundred. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of our listenership tripling, that I'm going to triple that number six hundred. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're going to be having uh, what well, we're going to. It's just going to be. I don't know what. See, like I don't work this out like in advance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like two hundred. When we get to two hundred, it could be like a big movie you know what i mean so i don't work these out in advance so like if 200 happens to fall on like like a huge movie like justice league or whatever the hell yeah um we'll just do like the big episode the next week like uh it'll be 201 we'll have everybody on i you know what i mean i just don't know jake yeah makes sense yeah makes sense so hopefully that's not the case Hopefully that's not the case. I, I don't know. I haven't worked it out. You know, a, a better podcast would probably work that out. You know what I mean? Oh, guys, <laughs> let's look at our uh, let's look at our schedule coming up here, and they've got it all worked out like in a fucking. You know what I mean? So it's thirty weeks away, huh? Yeah, okay. yeah, we're thirty thirty weeks away. Okay. So whatever the fuck. I mean, we'll, we'll it's do more it. than half a year. Yeah, send me an email. Um, popcultureleftovers at gmail dot com. Title it two hundred belches, and then, um, <laughs> let me know that you want to come on. And, uh, I mean, the spots will fill up. Like, I can't ha- – if, and I, I guarantee one person that's going to be on, Danny Murphy, because he was supposed to be on episode 100. Oh, And cool. he tried to call in. Danny, I didn't forget about you, dude. So, Danny Murphy, I'm going to give this guy the – like, a lo- like I'm gonna, like everybody else gets, like, 15 or 20 minutes. Danny's going to get, like, a half an hour or some shit. Yeah. yeah. He won't be in a group because we grouped a lot of people together last yeah. time, too. Yeah. Unless he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> then, then it's like, yeah. Yeah. Let's see you, Danny. Yeah. Oops. We just hit the cord oh, and hung no. up on Danny. Oh, whoops. Damn it. <laughs> we lost you. Damn it. <laughs> No promises for three hundred this time with Danny. <laughs> yeah, not so, again. Yeah. We we lost Danny. Hey, we're back to a regular episode. Like we've been doing. Like what are we doing? Christmas shit. And yeah, Christmas shit. Did our Tupperwares. OA, Tupperwares, uh, OA, and all that other crap that we did. So this is a regular episode. Back so. to our regular bullshit. Back to our roots. <laughs> are you fighting back those belts of spray? You look I like am, you man. are, man. The moment you look I like am. you are. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like what do you drink? Well, right, is that carbonated? Yeah, it's uh, it's Mountain Dew and Sangria UV. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> man. It's, it's a, a great it is, producing material. It is, yeah, it's like a constant battle with you, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, like you wouldn't want to hear. Jesus. Whoa. Apparently <laughs> my fucking three-year-old's killing my wife. Uh, I want to thank uh, I want to thank some listeners. I want to thank uh, Matt Kirby, uh, Kai Anderson, and Thomas Comiskey for uh, donations. Nice. You guys are cool. awesome. I also want to thank some uh, listeners for some birthday gifts I got. Uh, Joe Nito, uh, he sent me a Star Wars annual comic, so thank you, Joe. And I also want to thank Larry Mayday sent me a bunch of fucking movies, and I'm going to watch them. Uh, what is, where's his note? Where's his note? He sent me some here. Hey, uh, yeah, Brian, I wanted to send you something for your birthday. Here are some random films I picked for, up for you, as well as a few from my collection. You may get a kick out of This Film Is Not Yet Rated. 
interesting documentary on how screwed up the MPAA is. Also enjoy Road to Paloma, written, directed, and stars Jason Momoa. (laughs) I have not had the pleasure of seeing it yet. Don't ask me why I have two copies. Enjoy the other flicks. Happy birthday. Sent me, uh, sent me Rudy. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Then he sent me Roadhouse. Oh, dude, Roadhouse. that's cool. Fucking A, Roadhouse. Yeah. And then he sent me, I don't have a copy of this, and I was really thrilled to get it. Copy of the Breast, Breast, <laughs> Copy of the Breakfast Club on Blu-ray. So thank you so much. That's, that's fucking awesome. dope. And then this Roads of Paloma. Or whatever the fuck. Oh, you have to watch that. The Road to Baloney or whatever the fuck he's... (laughs) Yeah, Road to Paloma. It sounds like I gotta watch it. He owns two copies, hasn't even watched one of them. (laughs) So can't wait to watch that one. (laughs) Written, directed, stars Jason Momoa. I guess it's just gonna be like him grunting on a road. (laughs) (laughs) Looking real serious. Two fucking hours, Jason Momoa. Fucking uh, wearing a man bun <laughs> and grunting on a road. Flexing a bit. Flexing a little bit, yeah. <laughs> All right, so can't wait for that one. You know, guys, we're going to jump into this episode. Yeah, advertised content, we'll get there. Fuck off. What is our advertised content? Uh, what, 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 what are we talking about this week? Uh, Lemony Snickets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Lemony Snickets and the uh, series of unfortunate events. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we should call this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a string, a string of unfortunate events <laughs> yeah strung together by burps and yeah. carbonation <laughs> right yeah no that's the glue that holds it together <laughs> if you want good content we suggest you look elsewhere as i was watching i was like you know like now you get commercials anytime you're like you're on social media like all of a sudden like you're 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 fucking you're doing something and you're trying to like look at something and then all of a sudden a goddamn commercial pops up oh i hate it and what mm-hmm. did i get i got a commercial and i don't even know what the product's called but basically, like at the beginning of all these infomercials, you know how they're like, uh, are you sick of your pots and pans getting dirty? Oh, no. You know, that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and then they show like some disheveled fucking woman in like her mid thirties, like, <laughs> fuck my life. <laughs> these kids make my life hell and all my pots are fucking dirty. She's holding her head like she's <laughs> contemplating suicide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the big X comes up. <laughs> yeah. You can either buy a noose or you can buy, it, you know, and it's like, <laughs> So anyway, like they're talking about like this fucking new product. It's for cat owners, for people that own cats. And so they're talking to like, you love your cat, but man, when your cat walks away and then they zoom in on a fucking cat butthole. (laughs) I am not fucking, this is a real fucking product. And what they do is it's like a fucking piece of kitty jewelry. It's like a uh, like a little heart or a butterfly or a fucking like penguin or whatever the fuck you want to make it. I'm making shit up. I <laughs> I know there's a heart like a purple heart. Um, apparently uh, that sounds like fucking like a, like a medal of valor there. Oh yeah, my cat got shot, so I'm gonna go like no, but it's kitty jewelry and it's like it's like a, it's kind of like a necklace. Yes, but instead of going around their neck, it goes around their tail and then it hangs over their butthole. Yeah, so basically it's like you know like. Uh, butt dazzling? Yeah, you butt, butt dazzling. Bling. Is that what they call it? Butt bling? Yeah, I don't know. It sounded good. <laughs> sounded good. Kitty yeah. butt bling. Kitty so butt bling. I was just like, who is gonna do this? And on the flip side, it's like when the cat takes a shit, isn't the I... shit hitting the? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's only gonna so. be shiny for so long. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah that is it's wild. It's dishwasher safe. You know? <laughs> Did you order one? Oh, it's a couple of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> 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 no, I just thought it was a weird fucking product. Like, who would, like, like, like you love your cat, right? Yeah. Well, how are you thinking up that product? 
Just staring at your cat's butt. <laughs> it has to. It has to be somebody that doesn't own a cat. Um, yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's gotta be. Yeah. Just like some guy that like went over to his buddy's house one day. Like, dude, I didn't know yet. Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that is unsightly. Yeah. Jesus Christ, your fucking cat butthole is <laughs> huge. <laughs> Can't look at it too long. It's like staring into the eye of Sauron. I cover that shit up with some jewelry. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I then a light goes off. Ding, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could some... sell said jewelry. Yeah. What else was I thinking about? I was thinking about the weird shit. You know that I was forced to think about that one. Mm. I was also thinking about like, wouldn't it suck like to have like? And I guarantee you, like this fucking person exists. Oh, we're gonna get to the advertised content, people. It's gonna happen. Chill the fuck out. The advertised content's not even all that. I know. <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah, I will never listen to this podcast again because I don't give a shit. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck off. Just, just give me a one-star review and move on <laughs> to the next fucking whatever the fuck you listen to on your daily fucking basis. You f- just – actually just – oh, God. I'm sorry. Cat buttholes. What? Yeah. What was he talking? Cat buttholes. I came to hear about Lemony Snickets. <laughs> God damn you. Fuck off. <laughs> You're the last person I want listening to my show. Some guy – that's going to get fucking bent out of shape over a Lemony Snicket's review. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously? Just, oh, Jesus Christ. Fast forward from this point on, and then when you hear me say Lemony Snicket, then stop. There you go. <laughs> All right? There. Anyway, I was thinking about, like, there's this person has to exist out there. You know, like, people that, like, work for Hollywood Studios, and they're not in the movies, but these people, like, work for the Hollywood studios. Like, they work for the prop department. Okay. Yeah. So they have to, like, okay, so basically, like, oh, we're going to do this shot, and I need this, 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 and this for this shot. Okay? And so they go out, and they buy all the props for all these shots and shit. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for the people that have to live with those people. because uh, All the clutter? No, no, no. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So here I am. We're, me and you, Jake, I'm that guy. I'm yeah. that fucking asshole. I'm the, I'm the prop guy, okay? And we sit down and we watch like an episode of – give me a show. Uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. So we're watching Arrested Development. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, dude, you see that um, – you see that, that pool toy right there? Yeah. I bought that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. That inflatable duck, that was me. That was me. That dude's hook hand? Dude, I get it. <laughs> it's just like that. You would hear that shit constantly. Oh, yeah. Constantly, right? You see that safety cone? Well, let me guess. You bought it? Yeah. Yeah. You know you can get five of those for three ninety nine at the Shop and Save? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that shit get old, though? Yeah, it would get old. I guarantee that fucking person exists out there, dude. Oh, yeah. Especially when they're breaking down the reality, too. Like when they're telling you things are different things than what right. they really are. Oh, you're yeah. Like, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 You know, hey, that's not that's not really cereal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see that? That's not ice cream. Those are mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> ice cream melts. Yeah. So we have to use mashed potatoes. <laughs> All right, dude. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for the inside tip, man. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Advertise content. What the fuck? Um, what are we talking about? Oh, Netflix is fucked up. I want to throw this out there too. Why is Netflix fucked up? Netflix is fucked up because I, I I turn on. Netflix and you know like you watch something on Netflix and it says because of your interest in such and such we recommend this yes all right here we go because of your interest in David Blaine street magic Netflix suggested that I watch Richard Pryor live in concert (laughs) 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 
<laughs> what in I'm the fuck? I'm trying to draw those two fucking lines They're together. both performers. I get that's it, it. But that's it. Richard Pryor's from the streets. <laughs> I guess. Oh, I guess. All right. Uh, we're going to be moving on here into Good Pop, Bad Pop. Uh, I do want to thank some new Patreon patrons, uh, Don Witzel, Richard Wardlaw, Ryan McGrew, Wally Bags, and Edward Young. You guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. Thank you. The real men. The real men. Yeah. The PCL Patreons. All right. Uh, let's see here. We're going to jump into, oh, you know, iTunes reviews. We haven't done those in forever. Uh-oh. We haven't done iTunes reviews in, uh, we haven't done them forever and they've been stacking up. So <laughs> and got, this pisses off the people who are here for the advertised content, so that's oh, a yeah. plus. It's gonna take longer. Exactly. <laughs> oh no. Like oh how, no. We went from three stars down to two now, better Frank. Better get comfy. I like how often we're saying advertised content when we told them that's when they should stop is when we say advertised content. <laughs> no, I said lemony snickets. Oh. Oh, they're listening now. Oh no. Oh shit. Lemony snickets. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Excuse me. Lemony uh, snicket. <laughs> Let's see here. Where, where, where's the uh, oh, iTunes reviews? It's one star five. We don't give a fuck because we really want to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Crystal Watch and your host is a jerk. I'm an opinionated asshole whose dick don't work. Yada yada blah blah fuck you too. These are iTunes reviews. All right, iTunes reviews this week. Uh, first one comes from uh, Celtic. GBG or Celtic GBG. I don't know. Okay. Could go either way. Yes. It's five star and uh, it's titled Slop Vulture Pet Owners. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, it's five stars. Uh, I love this one. Brian is a piece of shit. <laughs> leave Frank alone. Remember I asked them, I asked listeners. Oh, leave like, Frank alone. Oh, God. No, 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 no. I, I asked listeners to leave that in a review for me. Yeah, I Just remember. Say Brian is a piece of shit. Celtic was listening. He says, Brian is a piece of shit. Leave Frank alone. Burn Jake's Funkos. Where's Jay? Love Dan West. Frank ruins everything. 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Concise it to the point. <laughs> Next one comes from Who Man First. That's five star. It's titled Loud and Lewd. These knowledgeable geeks express their love and sometimes hatred of everything from comics to movies to video games, I've watched many a show or picked up a good read from their often outspoken reviews that I otherwise might have missed. Listen, if you don't mind the often used swear word and can suffer through a mild tangent or two, I've listened for almost two years now and I don't plan on stopping. So thank you, Human First. Yeah, that's a great review. Great review. Mm -hmm. Here we go. We got another one. It's from uh, Joffrey Baratheon, first of his name. Oh, God. <laughs> it's titled Great Podcast. It's a five-star review. Love this show. All of the leftovers are extremely entertaining and knowledgeable. The rating system they use is very creative, but works wonders from differentiating this show from other pop culture-focused ones. Keep up the good work, guys. Oh, Joffrey, this is why I miss you. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> All right. Next, next one comes from M. Busking. So this is Matt Busking? Mark Busking? Yeah. 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 Mark. So Mark, right. Matt, same fucking name, right? Close enough. Close Four enough. Four words starts yeah. with an M. Exactly. <laughs> that last name is what sets him apart. <laughs> comes from Mary Busking. Uh, I'm just, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> it's titled 
best show ever. It's a five star. Don't worry. We're going to get to the bad ones. It's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. They're not all five. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, I love this show. It reminds me of sitting around, talking with my friends. If you hate shows with long run times or shows that get a little distracted and forget about the advertised content, then this is not the show for you. I download it every week, and the Leftover Army is a great group of fans. Sit back, grab a beer, and the peanut butter, and let the Wookiee do all the work. Ooh. That's great. Army strong. Uh, next one comes from Wax... No, it's from Darth Barth. Uh, it's uh, titled Waxing Philosoph- Philosophical. I can't even talk today. Darth Barth. Darth <laughs> Barth 737. You guys should write a script or consult for filmmakers. This show is great fun. Good for long drives or to keep you entertained while working. It's a five-star. Thank you, Darth Barth 737. Next one, it's another five star. We're getting to the one star. It's all coming up. All these good reviews. All these good reviews. It's going to end. Uh, <laughs> it's by, uh, it's, it's five star from Henshin2289. It's titled Fuck This Podcast. Oh. Five stars. <laughs> Fuck This Podcast is pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nice twist. I like that. <laughs> it may be below average for some, but I think a podcast reaches top tier when you can still have a great time listening and laughing to an episode even when the advertised content may not interest you. Every now and then I replay an old episode just to listen to their conversations. Brian, the host of Pop Culture Leftovers, carries the show for me. I admire his inability to let any BS fly on his show. This podcast is definitely worth the listen to learn about each person and all the inside jokes. Oh, yeah. And great reviews of things pop culture, if you're into that. <laughs> all right. Here we go. I like how it's secondary that we actually like review things to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We also, they also talk about pop culture shit. <laughs> and a guy burps every once in a while. It's fucking crazy. There's cat buttholes everywhere. Uh, let's see here. Uh, next one is from uh, Elite Fat Ninja. It's titled Best Thing in the World. It's a five star. Probably is the best thing in the world. Just got done with episode one. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think he said it that way, Jake? I, I think exactly that way. Do you think he said it that way? Like when he was yeah. typing it out, you know, yeah. like all Doogie Hauser style at the end of the episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> probably the best thing in the world. Yeah, probably the best thing in the world. Doogie didn't, Doogie didn't say it at the end, did he? Did we just read it or did Doogie oh, say it? We just it? read it. Yeah. I'm thinking Doogie said it. I thought he said it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I only remember it. him sitting there typing. There was, because he, he typed really slow. There was, only, there was, dude, there was one episode. They only aired it once. Like, you, usually Doogie's talking at the end mm-hmm. as he's typing. This one, all you heard were like these moans. <laughs> Wanda was jacking him off. <laughs> Like you were just like he was trying to type, he'd stop, and then like for a while you saw like this the B just being held down. <laughs> and it ended. It was a fucking crazy episode. Either it was Wanda or Vinny. One of them was jacking him off, I swear to No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Could have been Vinny. Vinny. Oh my gosh, fucking Vinny. Dude, any guy that comes through your window. <laughs> Yo, dude. Hey, Duke, I know. <laughs> Jesus, could they get any more stereotypical Italian? <laughs> they might as well just throw him in like a Mario Plumber's outfit. <laughs> yeah. He comes in like eating fucking uh, spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. What's the matter, dude? What's, what's the matter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Forget about it. Yeah. Here's my cousin, Fabrizio, from the Titanic movie. Fabrizio. <laughs> 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 oh, 
what the fuck are we even talking about? This is stupid. Hey, we're talking about Doogie, Doogie Howser. Howser. It's, we're close to the get, advertised content. Get the lemony snickers. <laughs> um, let's see. No, Elite Fat Ninja says... <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> all that, all that spark, that, that, just me saying that yeah. stupid fucking shit that we went down a Doogie Howser rabbit hole. What the fuck was that all about? Hey, hey, probably the best review ever. <laughs> uh, probably is the best thing in the world. Just got done with episode 100 and I'm still going strong trying to get caught up. So thank you, Elite Fat Ninja. <laughs> Damn, bro, you got a long way to go. Here we go. Got a one star. Yes. Got a one star. Yes. Uh, this actually, I'm going to throw this out there. This guy at one time gave us a five star review, I believe. Oh. He changed oh. it. Little feelings. He changed it. He flipped it. He flipped it. Um, this review is from Sith Lord 49. That sounds familiar. And it's t- it should sound familiar because he gave us a review at one time that we've read in the past. Yeah. And uh, it's titled "I Hate Jake." Nice. Oh Jake and his cocky attitude is old. I previously took the time to comment only to have Jake toss it. The funny sarcasm is perfect for Brian, but does not work for Jake. He brings the show down, and I'm done for a while. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I wonder what I tossed. Yeah, you tossed um, his previous review uh, is what you tossed. Oh. Uh. Uh, yeah, what what did it say? I don't Some know. Bullshit. It said something about <laughs> Some bullshit. It said something about him being a sexist, which I'm going to kind of go into right now. <laughs> um, let's see here. Yeah, here we go. Sith Lord 49 uh also uh reviewed Sweetwater Saloon. Oh, wow. Uh, but um he gave us a five he gave Sweetwater Saloon a five-star review. But here's his review. And he goes he says he, he basically what he does is he'll pick out one person from the podcast that he doesn't like mm-hmm. and then talk about that person. Mm. So here he goes. It's titled Ashley is Garbage. Wow. And it says she needs to pick her F words more carefully. Hold on. Do I ever pick my F words carefully? No. No. no, no. Do we ever pick our F words carefully? Fuck no. 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 They flow like wine. They flow like Frank's belches. Yes. Like they come even out. More whenever, so. Yeah. Even more so. We don't hold those we don't, back. Yeah. Though. We don't even try to hold those back. <laughs> I'm ta- again, I'm talking about Frank's belches. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't. So, but when Ashley does it, apparently it's a huge problem. <laughs> Because he goes, uh, she needs to pick her F words more carefully. I don't tune into this podcast to hear her cursing. I am not at all against swearing, but she's so trashy while she does it. It's every other word. That is a fucking – you're a sexist. Yeah, absolutely. That's because bullshit. we cuss all the time on this. No shit. Never had a problem. But if a woman does it, yeah. then he has a fucking problem. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, this guy who – and he gave it five stars. Five stars. And moans the whole time. Five stars and then bitches about Ashley. Uh, I don't want you fucking listening. What a cock yeah. nugget. Go, go on Sweetwater, give us a one star, and say say the host called me a sexist on his other podcast. Yeah. I don't give a fuck, people. Right. I do not give a fuck. I toss you as a human being. Absolutely. These <laughs> iTunes ratings do not define me, you, anyone as a person. No. Right? So if you don't like the fact that we said this or that or whatever, get on there. Give me a one star. I do not give a shit. I am not fucking pandering right never will i and, pander and by doing that star. and saying that shit that he did all he's doing is telling everybody hi i'm a big fucking pussy i'm a dick 
Yeah. I feel so bad about my cocky attitude, Brian. I'm going to try to shape up. Jake, hold on. <laughs> even, even now, Jake, your, your sarcasm is just not working for me. <laughs> I mean, he's on to something. I know. He's on to something. All right, Jake. All right. You know what? You gotta, you gotta, you've got your strengths. Yes. Sarcasm, not one of them. All right. All Work right. on it. I All right. Will. I will. All right. I haven't made a New Year's resolution. I mean, Frank. Yet. Yeah, Frank has nailed the belching thing. I yeah. mean, seriously, <laughs> you excel. Frank. I'm not getting in on that. I know. I, well, no, Frank's got, got that, that corner. Yeah. You, yeah. Jake, yeah. Jake, I want you to find your own thing. Okay. 2007. Did he fart on air once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want me to do that more? <laughs> well, we are locked in prison, so I don't know how much we want. All right, here we go. Next one is uh, from Nopers 117. Solid podcast. Five star rating these guys speak plainly but extremely well informed about the goings-on in the pop culture universe despite jake's horseshit high tasted of rogue one this has been and will continue to be the only podcast i listen to on a consistent weekly basis keep up the awesome work dudes he wasn't the only one nice. that high tasted it nice yeah other people high tasted it too. yeah i know but they don't care about what frank says oh good point <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one. This one is directed at me. Here we go. Uh, Looking turn. forward to this one. I know. Um, I did an episode uh, with Dan West and Ashley. God damn it, Ashley! Stop using that f bomb. <laughs> Seriously, again? Are they bitching about that again? No, no, no. no I'm, I'm telling. If Ashley's listening, I'm telling her to stop cursing. Yeah, it geez. makes it, it. No, it's okay for her to curse. Just pick the spots better. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, be so flippant with the, fef- the, the F-bomb, you know? Yeah, Jake, work on that sarcasm, the chief. Come on. <laughs> no, I was being sincere that time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're just so goddamn awful at it, I can't tell. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it's titled, it's supposed to be titled, Pretentious Guy Talks About Things I Kind of Care About, but it's actually spelled Prentious. Prentious? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't Aww, know. Prentious. Isn't he so Prentious? This yeah, fucking so Prentious guy. I don't know. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, yeah, because I did an OA episode uh, with Dan and Ashley, and uh, within that episode, this popped up. Here he goes. It's a two-star. I was sort of on board to listen to this podcast, but was quickly bored in the last episode about the OA. The host lost credibility when he started talking about the American version of The Office. He never. He has said he'd never watched, and that he only watched the good version, meaning the British version. That's nuts. Both versions of The Office are fantastic, but this guy's pretentious. Now he spells it right. Fucking asshole. <laughs> but this guy's pretentious guess of what the American version of The Office is made me realize what a hack he is. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> How dare you have an opinion? If you are going to put your two cents in about a show, maybe you should at least watch with a couple episodes before declaring which one is some. Period. The sound quality is not great. The shows don't have a great. <laughs> wow. The sound quality is not great. The shows don't have a great format either. We'll be unsubscribing. God damn it. No, we lost this fuck. I love how it's oh, two no. stars. Two stars. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a one star? If you're unsubscribing. Yeah, just get, yeah, just come on. Grab your sack. I know I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. No, I've, I'll be honest. I've seen, I've seen two episodes of the American Office and my, my, 
problem is that I've watched the British one. Yeah. So like I watched that, like the three seasons that it was on, and then I tried the American version. Mm-hmm. And it just like you know what I mean? Like when you watch something else and then you try to watch something yeah, that's it kinda the messes same with your thing. opinion. Yeah. yeah, it's I just couldn't get into it. I understand. And it was weird. And some of the some of the episodes from the first season they were trying to recreate from like the original. Yeah. And it, it you know what I mean? So I never got back to it. Yeah. Well I, after the first season it becomes superior. It really okay. it takes In off my when opinion. you get like that's their, fine. Yeah. their personalities and shit down. That's but, fine. I mean, I mean that's it's, fine. it's your opinion. You can have it. Well, I, I didn't think it was like I. I mean, I I don't understand people. I don't, I don't understand how you're pretentious just because you have one opinion over yeah, the other. I have. I've watched a couple episodes because like I it 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 I found out it took place in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got a buddy who's li- like from Scranton. Oh, that's awesome. So I wanted to see if they actually filmed in Scranton, which I found out they didn't. Mm-hmm. None of it was actually filmed in Scranton, PA. So, but, um, I. I just it just didn't work for me. I just don't understand people in general as far as like things that upset them to where like this like I was doing an OA episode and he gets ups like upset about just like a flippant thing that I talked about real quick sure. about the office. Yeah, like, if you prefer the fuck British, this guy, fuck this guy, <laughs> fuck this OA review because this guy doesn't like the American version yeah. of The Office. Now I got, I'm gonna let him know about it in an iTunes review. I'm, I'm good with them making fun of blind people and had some guy having a 13 year old boy chained in his basement. But you don't like the American <laughs> Office? Fuck you. Yeah, how we dare, didn't make how fun dare of blind you call people. it the, the oh, good version? You fucking bastard. Yeah, and we didn't make fun of blind people. We made fun of the guy that cried. We made fun of. We made just. <laughs> Why are we bringing that up again? That's yeah. funny. God, let's add more fuel to the fire. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Yeah, so that was awesome. That's fine. He's not listening anymore. That's good. Good shit. I literally laughed out loud when I read that one. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's great. Uh, we got two more. You pretentious and, asshole. I know. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. We're thirty minutes. Oh God, here we go. Here we go. Next week, iTunes review. Thirty minutes in, they still haven't talked about Lemony Snicket's uh, one star. Uh, <laughs> oh God, grow, grow a fucking sack, uh, grow a sack, people. <laughs> God damn it, I I fucking hate. So I I, I can't stand people, Frank. People that are driving me nuts. People that are driving me nuts. Oh, my God. And I'm the pretentious one. Um, <laughs> let's see here. It's uh, Next one's from Darth Andy 86 We'll never forget these guys. Five stars. I started listening to this podcast a couple months ago. I may not always agree with everything they say, but they are honest and funny as hell. This week, though, they changed my life. Their podcast on the passing of Carrie Fisher was heartfelt and amazing. I'm a diehard and lifelong fan of Star Wars. When I heard that Carrie died, I was sad, but it didn't hit me. When I listened to their podcast, I just broke down at work and started crying. All of their stories were so helpful in processing my grief. It helped me to appreciate Carrie and everything that she did and who she was. I will never forget this, and I have to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Brian. So thank you, Dark nice. Andy. That that's, was a, cool. that's a great review. Great review. Um and yet there's somebody on the other side of this, Frank, right now, after I read that really, really awesome iTunes review about the, how we helped a listener cope with the passing of Carrie Fisher that's saying, get to the advertised content. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. Nobody gives a shit. There's that asshole out there right mm-hmm. now in your car. <laughs> and right now, what I want you to do, like just like when this guy, he, he, he stopped everything. He broke down and he cried. I want you to stop everything. If you're driving, whatever the fuck you're doing right now, I want you to stop. Get on iTunes. Make yourself feel better. Give us that one-star review. Yes. Do it now. Let us know about it. 
Do it. You want your two minutes of fame of us knocking your dick in the dirt? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Bring it. Uh, last one comes from uh, t- Tumaskin. I don't know. It's uh, titled Pop. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on right now. It's a five-star <laughs> <laughs> title. It's a five-star review. Oh, here we go. Pop. He goes, there goes my iTunes review, Cherry. Love you guys. So, <laughs> okay. Thank okay. you. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. A little too clever there. Ah. Uh, Jake. <laughs> That's sarcasm. Jake. Watch it. Jake. <laughs> Take it down a notch, Chief. All right. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I feel like I feel like we're gonna have to like I feel like I'm like breaking a dog of a habit here. You know what it's I mean? It's never gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I cannot not be a cynical asshole. So. Uh, it just it ain't working for you, man. <laughs> it, it doesn't look good on you. Yeah, that guy ain't listening anymore anyway, so fuck him. <laughs> I think it's funny that they write in. Sometimes they expect us to actually change shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. You guys got anything for Good Pop, Bad Pop this week? Yeah, I got I got, I got some stuff. Do you? Yeah. All right. Not much, a little bit, though. I'll tell you what, we're going to start Good Pop, Bad We might take a break here in a little bit. Yeah, let's okay. do it. I might say, fuck it, take a break. But you want to start? Do you want to start? Mm. You want to take a break, don't you? No, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jake's got a Jake's Jake's got a he's got to work out the sarcasm thing. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to test it out. I don't a bit. know. <laughs> really struggling with her right now. <laughs> don't hold back. Don't oh, hold I'll back. be fine. <laughs> uh, apparently not, from what I've been hearing. <laughs> What was the what was the title of that review? I hate Jake. Word is out. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I hate Jake. It was titled "I Hate Jake." <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> I hate you, Jake. <laughs> Ashley is garbage, and I hate Jake. I hate Jake. That one pisses me off because she's not here to defend. Yeah, herself. fuck Jake. I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if I fuck my real life in person, friend. <laughs> well, you're here to say something about it. <laughs> All right, guys. Tell you what. Tell you what. We're gonna have. We're gonna jump into good pop, bad pop. We're gonna take a break. Yes. We're gonna take a break. I'm gonna let Jake. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake regroup here. Yeah. Jake, Jake. Hey, Frank, grab the tissues. It's going to be a while. My whole review of Liberty Snicket was based on sarcasm. I don't know what the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You and Brian's going to be sitting in the garage. We're going to hear Jake outside going, no, you're a one star. I'm just going to go home. (laughs) Jake's going to be playing that incredible Hulk. <laughs> the, the, the fucking lonely man song. Do, 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 do. Oh, my head down. Fucking be walking home with a stick and a bindle. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back and uh, get to some. Uh, I, not it's good pop, bad pop is still not advertised content. No, no, that's part of it, but that's like the grand finale. Yeah, grand finale of the advertised content. We'll be right back. <laughs> we 
right, hey, welcome back. Hey, oh, we here. All right, guys, it is now time for good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we've either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening to the show, we want you to be familiar with our rating system, because that's the kind of guys we are. Yeah, we're nice like that. We're nice like that. Consider it. Right, right. Just lay off the sarcasm, okay? (laughs) The rating system is... I need to stop saying it. It's going to get old. That was sincere again, too. It it was. (laughs) All right, here we go. It's hard to tell. We got a rating system. Here it is. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All righty. Yeah. Okay. uh... (laughs) (laughs) And that's why this is my favorite podcast. (laughs) Moments like that. Moments like that I live for. Pretty much the best thing ever. Yeah. Okay. Five stars. Five stars. No, not today. <laughs> no, we got. There's some jackass out there pulling his car over. Not, no, sir. Not today. Not to. Not on my watch. Damn it. <laughs> he didn't like the office. Um, I'm gonna let him know about it. I love it. I hold it near and dear to my heart. You have a sad fucking life, sir. <laughs> Uh, Jake, what do you got? I'm done talking. I'm sick of this. <laughs> I uh, I watched that new uh, NBC game show, The Wall. Have you heard of this? Uh, is it the Hardwick thing? Yeah, it's it's the Chris Hardwick game show. It's basically kind of a... Uh, Are they going to build that thing? The Wall? Yeah. Well, they built it for this game show. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tricky not, subject here. <laughs> not what this is, right? No, it's not that. Oh, okay. Not Trump's wall. Right. It, it's uh, Chris Hardwick's wall. All right. Here's our first contestants, the Garcia family. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see those green cards, Garcia family. If they lose, do they got to pay for it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's basically like they took Plinko and made it as extreme as possible. Yeah. Um, commercial looked kind of cool. I'm a big fan of game shows. Thought I'd give it a chance. Um, I really did not like this show. It's a, it's a toss it for me. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it was kind of fun for five minutes, but it's, it's a fucking hour long. And it's like, how many times can you watch this fucking giant ping pong ball come down this fucking Plinko board and like <laughs> land in the money or not? That's what this is about? Yeah, basically. Wow. You answer questions and then how you answer determines like how many of these balls you get to drop or whether Shit. you lose or Don't gain. Don't let Hardwick do anything, won't they? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hardwick's not yeah. bad as the... Uh, Tonight on NBC, Chris Hardwick rapes my mother! <laughs> you know, it's Shit. like, whoa, okay, I, I gotta tune in! Yeah, I mean, and then he's I mean, got a talk show about it afterwards. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, Hardwick's <laughs> not bad at being the, sh- you know, the schmoozy, butt-kissing game show host type. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of perfectly, like, in his, like, yeah. area of expertise. Right. But, I mean, just the concept of the show. I can't imagine this show getting a, getting a second season. Yeah. It's pretty fucking awful. Wow. <laughs> so... Don't watch the wall. Yeah. Don't pay what, for what the happened, wall. Uh, what happened? What was uh? What was that? What was that one where the people? Uh, yeah, Howie Mandel was worried about people touching him. Deal or no deal. Oh, deal yeah. or no deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a germaphobe. Yeah. That was a huge hit. No, oh, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I love that because it like played on the greed. Mm-hmm. It was like, are oh, yeah. you going to take this amount of money or are yeah. you going to you know keep on going? Right. I love those kind of decisions. Oh, I thought it was great. Yeah, deal or no deal was good stuff. I love deal or no deal. This, this is no deal or, or deal or no deal, sir. Yeah, it's garbage. 
Man, back to back to your sarcasm. I mean, <laughs> it's sincerely garbage. Rusty, you're rusty. <laughs> no, what was the other one? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Was yep. that it? That oh was yeah, yeah, answer yeah. questions. Yeah, uh-huh. isn't that fucked up? Hold on, isn't that fucked up? Like uh, like Jeopardy. Are you ever gonna win a fucking million dollars on Jeopardy? No, no. And you got to be it's smart as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. you got to be. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take uh, kitty butthole jewelry for. <laughs> For a hundred dollars, Alex, and like, and that, like, like that's a hundred dollars or whatever. And then you get to the daily double, you're gonna win like you know five hundred bucks or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, question number two on fucking who wants to be a millionaire? You've already tripled what you would have fucking made on Jeopardy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ten, ten grand, ten grand. On, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, and you've been answering shit from like uh, yeah, colonial. I'll take uh, colonial history <laughs> for and like these fucking this fucking asshole over here uh, just remembered what Kimmy's last name was on Full House and <laughs> yeah. won fucking twenty five grand. Yeah, whether or not Fred Flintstone wears shoes. Oh right. yeah, it's not like Kent and Jennings got to call a fucking friend either. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, oh shit! What is? I don't know. Uh, he's got to call somebody. Yeah. No, he's like these people are doing that shit by them. Jeopardy. I don't know. Jeopardy and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? It's fucked up. Yeah, I was a big fan of The Weakest Link too. I love that one. Oh God, she was great. Wasn't yeah, she? She was great. She's hard as hell. Oh man, <laughs> that she was, was a great. Game show. You she are was the great. Weakest Link. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, don't watch the wall though. Complete mm-hmm. toss it. Yeah. Fuck the wall. Yeah, fuck uh, the wall. I went this uh, – I went uh, – it was Monday in uh, Fathom Events. Uh, they uh, were celebrating the 20th anniversary of Princess Mononoke. Oh, nice. And uh, last month I talked about – was it last month or December? Whatever. I talked I talked about – what was that movie I talked about? Oh, which other one did you go see? Uh, well, I, t- you didn't see Tatoro. Oh, something Away, right? Spirited Away. Spirited Away. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the name got away from me. <laughs> yeah. That's spirited away from us. Classic Brian sarcasm that works. Um, no, it was, that was a horrible joke. Um, but I saw, yeah, Princess Mononoke in yes. the theater. I've never seen Princess Mononoke before. I knew that this existed. Like, mm-hmm. I have friends that have talked about this. They love this movie. I knew it was a thing, but I just, I never watched this shit, okay? So I went to the theater and watched this for the first time. And I fucking love this movie. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Dude, like, from the get, man, it was, like, it was fucking crazy. Like, all of a sudden, like, dude gets infected and shit, and then he's, like, pulling back his bow like I, like he's Robin Hood and yeah. lets it fly off, cutting off people's heads. Mm-hmm. Oh, heads are flying. People, I could tell, like, the people that hadn't seen this before, because they're laughing like I am. <laughs> like, Whoa, holy shit, oh, my God. <laughs> fucking lets an arrow fly, it hits somebody in the neck, and their head pops off. That was amazing. That was fucking awesome. Oh, the it's animation's like, fantastic. The, yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, I, I saw the uh, dubbed version. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton was yeah, a lots voice of actor. big names. Jillian Anderson, I believe. Jillian Anderson, wow. uh, Minnie Driver, Billy Crudup, uh, Claire Danes, yeah. uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean, it it this is awesome, man. This is awesome. I, I mean, just. I mean, watch it. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. If you got to get it on Amazon, no, it's Prime hard or to see yep. iTunes or something or. You got to buy it, maybe? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. I loved the uh, wood sprites. were fucking awesome. Oh, with the little heads and the yeah, twitch? The, like, yeah, like little knocker heads. Yeah. They kind of like sprinkler yeah. system heads. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, the whole forest was just amazing. And like all the different animals and stuff like that. The wart- talking warthogs and like, oh, and they had the worms coming at them. And I was like, oh, my God, this man- animation's amazing. And I don't know. It, it's such a such a great movie. I love this movie. Hard to believe it's 20 years old 20 the way years it looks, old. too. It's beautiful. These movies are beautiful. This uh, is it Miyazaki. Yeah, man, yeah. those movies are beautiful. 
Yeah, he's he's a fucking legend. I, I, anytime they release one of these, in the, how many are there, man? How many of these uh, fucking movies? Is eight or do? nine. Eight or nine. Yeah, I need to watch the others. Yeah, Howl's Moving Castle is fantastic. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I'm gonna watch it. I want to watch it. Yeah, because this was so, this such an amazing experience. Like, I'm so glad. You know, like part of me is ashamed that I've never watched these before, but the, another part of me is so glad that I saw them for the first time and in a theater. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I saw Moonoki in the theater for the first time too when yeah. it first came out. Yeah, it blew, it was the first anime I've ever seen in a theater. Yeah, not that I've seen very many because we mm-hmm. just don't get them around here. Yeah. yeah, it blew my dick off seeing that movie. It's a Tupperware. I mean, there's no other there's no other way around it. I mean, it's a Tupperware. It's amazing. I, God damn it, I I, I can't wait to watch both of these movies again. Spirited Away, yeah. which I love so much that I remembered the title like immediately. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was so good. I'm trying to think of like some other things that I just loved, like uh, when when the, our main dude gets knocked out for a moment, and like the wolf starts gnawing at his head. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody starts <laughs> laughing in the theater. It was just so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it's such a great movie, though. I pretty good. It. Pretty good uh, audience size. Oh yeah, yeah. I I went and I I went to, this time. I went to a different theater to see it. Then I went to when I saw Spirited Away, and man, there's a lot of people in there, and I was so happy. Like, uh, everybody was respectful and not chatty and shit like that, you know, which was great. That's you know? awesome. Just, like, laughing at the appropriate parts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So made for a really good experience. Um, what else? Did anybody watch Taboo? Did anybody? I did not. I did not. I didn't think you guys did. <laughs> anyway, I do a pod- – I, I won't even talk about it then. Fuck it. Um, I do a podcast. Was pod- it good? I – I, I like it, man. I like it a lot. I, I've heard mixed things. Well, sure. I, I do a podcast on it, though. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to rate stuff when you do a podcast on it. Like I, I love it because I'm. The more I talk about it, the more I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, but I do like it. I like it a lot. I really enjoy the show. I think it's really good. So. Um, do you think I'd like it? Oh, probably not. So yeah. Don't even watch it. It, it, <laughs> it didn't look like something I'd care no, for. No. Uh, don't watch it. Uh, you, you'd hate it. Toss it. It'd be a toss it. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was really good. And so I'm doing a podcast on it, Talking Taboo FX. First episode's up now, so give it a listen. Um, excited to record the second episode. Got a lot to talk about. Um, do you have anything else, Jake? No. You watched a fucking game show. I did watch a game show. <laughs> All right, cool. That's a thing. Um, yeah, I know. I've had weeks like that too. Yeah, it was not a great week for the yeah, Jake man. I hear you. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Lemony Snickets. Oh yeah, I did you some have of that. something, Frank? I have one. Small really, thing. really, you yeah. do? Yeah, I did. Yeah, video game related? Yeah, of course. Yeah, God, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Hey, Jake, I'm gonna punch out real quick. Yeah. All right. Like Mike Tyson's punch. It's yeah. gonna be nice and fast, so it's not gonna be long at all. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I knew, I knew that you were gonna go there. Oh, God. A frank, fast video game review, huh? Yeah, let's, yeah. let's see Never, if that exists. Yeah. Let's do it this. Does. All right, uh, so <laughs> I picked up the Resident Evil Four Remaster on PlayStation Four because uh, they had a sale going on and it was fifteen bucks. And I'd played it back in the day. Originally, it came out in two thousand and five. And I, I just never finished it. It wasn't that it was bad back then or anything. I just, I just. Ran out of time, got disinterested, was too tough for me or whatnot. I, I I just didn't finish it, so I saw it was on sale and I picked it back up to try to, you know, see if I could get back into it. Go ahead and finish it, and I hadn't played any of the others in the series, so I thought maybe okay, this would be a good way to get back into it. And I spent a half hour struggling with the fucking tank controls, mm-hmm. where you, you got to move forward and then turn. It's not intuitive like what a lot of third person type stuff out today is like. 
I struggle with that so bad for the first half hour. A lot of these older video games don't hold up so well when they don't update the gameplay. And unfortunately, I'd say this is one of them. I mean, if you're a fan of the original and you're okay with the control scheme, mm-hmm. you can pick it up and be okay with it. But I, I couldn't deal with it. I fucking toss it myself. It looks pretty. It looks better than what it used to. Originally, the game came out in 2005. The remaster came out last year. And, I mean, if you can deal with the tank controls, more power to you. But I, I got to toss it. I can't handle it. I wish they would have updated the control scheme to where it felt a little bit more intuitive. But uh, I couldn't even get halfway through the first village. I, I was pulling my hair out. I wasn't having fun. I hate it. Well, there's a waste of 15 bucks. Yeah, pretty much. So that's <laughs> I, it. Toss that. I, I loved that game when it first came out on the GameCube, but I've never revisited it since when it first came out. And that's the thing is back then controls and shit were a little different. Like it wouldn't it, – I don't remember it throwing me off yeah. with that back then. Especially from Res Evil games, you kind of expected the human tank controls. That was yeah. kind of part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it always was from the from its inception, uh, from the very first one on the original PlayStation. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this this just didn't, didn't age well. A lot of times, video games don't age well visually, or like the control scheme doesn't work. Like Bioshock, the remaster of that, the original suffers from sloppy shooter controls. And uh, you're just keeping this conversation going, aren't you, Jay? <laughs> no, no. He the question. Yeah, you are. It's a little good. It's, I, I'm enjoying it a little bit. I mean, it is Glad interesting. Because I just bought Resident Evil 1 a month ago on mm-hmm. the PlayStation while it was on sale. And I played it for about four hours one night. And I got to tell you, it still holds up marvelous, like really well. Do you have an option to select a different control scheme or is it no, still just it's still tank? No, ta- it's still tank controls, Ugh. but it's just the camera angles and the scares and everything still worked for me. I, I still thought it was a wonderful game. I can see that. I just it, It's hard for me to go back and try to relearn how to play something when I haven't had to try to play that way in over 10 years. Yeah. It, it's And it's counterintuitive to what everything else is out now. So, I mean, if you see it on sale again for cheap or maybe even used on disc at a GameStop, check it out if you're a fan. But I wouldn't recommend this being a starting point for anybody trying to get into the series. No, just wait for Res 7 if you're trying to get into it for the first time. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, my experience with Resident Evil 4 Remastered, toss it. There you go. All done. Toss a Rama. Oh, I'm sorry, what? That was two minutes. I'm done. Oh, really? <laughs> Brian fell asleep for a second. He was in a Hey, coma. welcome back, He Brian. blacked out. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank was talking about something. I thought I'd take a little nappy time. <laughs> you had time. <laughs> a little nappy time. All right, uh, we're going to talk about Lemony Snickets. That guy. Lemony Snickets, a series of unfortunate event- events on uh, Netflix. Uh, this was originally a uh, book, children's book. Then they made a movie with uh, Meryl Streep and uh, Jim Carrey mm-hmm. uh, back in 2004. And now they've take the they've taken the source material and they've uh, turned it into an eight episode Netflix series which I have seen three of the episodes Jake you've seen two and Frank has seen uh one one yep. go figure <laughs> uh, let's see too busy playing that shitty game oh yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> this shit just came out yesterday though uh let's see here yeah I know um let's see here uh what did you think Frank I thought it was great. Uh, it's so over the top. It, it's absolutely hilarious. And the, the jokes that they pull off with like the, the kids being more educated than what they should be. I didn't watch the movie. Mm-hmm. I came into this cold, not knowing exactly what I'd get at all. Uh, and like with the kids being overly educated and shit and like even the baby being able to talk sentences and only the siblings know what the fuck it's saying. And MPH is absolutely fucking great in this. 
It's so over the top. It's hilarious. It's got Jane Cusack in it too as a judge. Joan. Joan. Joan Cusack. Sorry. I'm an idiot. Uh, it's got, uh, Frank Hammer. <laughs> our, our podcast has, uh, <laughs> Jockey Elliott and Frank Hammer. Neil Patrick Horace. <laughs> but no, I, I thought it was great. The one episode I watched really hooked me. Uh, it, it's funny, like everything, including the voiceover or the narration by, um, Patrick yeah, Warburton. Patrick Warburton, yeah, and the, the voice that's everywhere. It's great. It's awesome. It's telling you the whole time, like, if you're looking for a happy ending, don't look here. Uh, even the theme song that's sung by Neil Patrick Harris is mm-hmm. the same thing. I thought it was really great, and it's uh, it's engaging, and it's something that I know that I can watch with my kid, the, mm-hmm. the 12-year-old Corwin, uh, that uh, I can feel okay watching it with him and not – have to worry about something happening that's going to scar him or some shit coming up that I have to explain later on. It's really good fun for like everybody. Yeah. So I thought it was great. That Tupperware. All right. Nice. Jake. Yeah, I, I, I do not Tupperware. I, I'll give it a solid taste it. I, I find it intriguing, but I don't know. It just, it didn't really a hundred percent land with me yet. I think, I don't know. Some of the jokes are kind of stiff for me. Um, I agree with Frank. The Neil Patrick Harris performance is interesting, but I don't know if I'm in love with it yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but this show really isn't knocking my socks off yet. Um, mm-hmm. I watched the first two episodes. Um, I don't know. I find it interesting that Frank says it's a show that he can watch with a 12-year-old and not explain any questions to because I, I feel like this show would raise a lot of questions for a 12-year-old with some of the subject material going on. So... I don't know. That's an interesting comment. At least not through the first episode anyway. And I'm talking like stuff like sexual innuendos or violence or anything like that. It doesn't have any okay. of that stuff. Yeah, I see that. It does deal with a lot of death though and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know. I, th- this show's okay. I plan on watching all eight Kids episodes. Kids play video games all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to take What's Grand going on here? My kid. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And I guess, I guess people die in fucking Disney movies. So yeah, yeah. That's kind of stupid of me. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to watch all eight episodes. This is the episode where you died. (laughs) I'm going to watch all eight episodes, but I'm not, like, I don't know. I'm not dying for it. Yeah. So, yeah. It was okay. Um, I, uh... I'm like I don't know like I I've seen three episodes and I it, it's they're getting better I, I honestly the first episode for me just didn't do it yeah. I mean I, I wasn't sold on Neil Patrick Harris or nothing uh, I I it wasn't until and I've gotten it wasn't until episode three where I was like okay now I'm I'm in I'm okay. in I, I'm really liking this now because cool. I mean we're introduced to like new characters and it and uh, he you know Neil Patrick Harris starts playing like his you know, like the first of all these different characters he's going to play in the series. And it starts to get a little bit more fun. I thought by episode three, but honestly during episode one, I'm checking my phones. Yeah, me too. I'm checking my phone. I'm, 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 I'm on, I'm on my computer. I'm doing all this other shit. And by episode two, I was, episode two was a little bit better than episode one for me, but I think episode three was my favorite. I'm going to Tupperware episode three. I'll taste the first episode, you know, and I'll taste the second episode, but the third one was the Tupperware. So I'm I'm at about a high taste it with this thing. Okay, um, it, that could change. I mean, but um, that's encouraging. To I, I'll definitely move yeah. on to the third episode. Yeah, it's basically it's I don't know. It's it's like this. I, I, visually, this is it's pretty cool. It's like it's like if Wes Anderson and 
Tim Burton were fucking each other. <laughs> that's what you're looking at. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. get it's, that. It's yeah. Wes Anderson meets Tim Burton. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and Barry Sonnefeld directs, and he's a very competent director. Yeah. I, I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. I think the kids are the kids are good. Um, I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun fucking series. Yeah, it's it got is. a bit of a Arrested Development feel to it. Well, it's kinda. got yeah, Will Arnett's in it. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just with the narration throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it's almost like a dark Arrested Development kind mm-hmm. of feel. Yeah, I was it. laughing my ass off. I really had no idea what I was walking into, and the fact that like it's so over the top is great. I love it. Yeah, I'm not really won over by the kids yet. I think is a big deal too. Uh, I, they're kind of drab for child actors. So they seem to be like the only ones, at least through the first episode, who are like kind of grounded in what's going on, and everybody else is fucking wacko. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not charmed by the kids yet. So I don't know. Yeah, Frank's easily Sorry. charmed by children. <laughs> so <laughs> I got him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would suggest it. I would recommend that people watch this. The baby's cute as fuck. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Sunshine. The baby subtitles are funny. Yeah. I had a few good laughs from some of the baby subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I'm not raving about the kids either. I think it's like, I think this is definitely Neil Patrick Harris's vehicle. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and Patrick Warburton as the narrator is fantastic. Oh, so. Warburton's great. But, uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Everybody waited for our advertised content, and here we are talking about it for fucking maybe 10 minutes. There it is. Maybe yeah. 10 minutes. I don't think all, a lot of the vocabulary stuff – I actually read the first three books of this series, and I don't think a lot of the vocabulary jokes translate too well to the uh, live-action show. Mm-hmm. I think by the second episode, I was getting a little bit tired of what every word meant in every situation. Well, now you know how our listeners think about your sarcasm, yeah. Jake. Yeah, I think Jesus. they could have done that a little bit less, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay, okay, we get it. In this situation, that word means this, and – I don't know. It just didn't trans. I I feel that's something they did for the book fans, but mm-hmm. maybe they went a little bit overboard with it. Does it keep going with it through the second episode? Yes. It didn't bother me as much as it bothered you, I guess. Yeah. I thought I thought there was a couple times where it actually where, – where I kind of liked it when they talked about – I think like the literally and figuratively. Oh, that that, yeah. that was funny. Yeah, I enjoyed that. But that, that was kind of a running gag. And I, and I also hate people that don't know the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. So I did laugh at that too. Right. But yeah, just a lot of the vocab stuff was just kind of like it was real hit and miss for me yeah that really only comes out of warburton though right mm, mostly warburton but other characters do it too and uh the neil neil patrick harris i mean it wasn't like like side splittingly funny but like when he does break the fourth wall about streaming services and yes. no commercials and stuff like that it's kind of a wink and it's kind of funny right. i mean i don't i don't mind it but it wasn't like side-splittingly humorous. But I, I, I got a kick out of it. I think it's fine. I, I just, yeah, I don't know if like this is one of those shows. Like by the end of it, I'll be like, damn, can't wait to watch can't that wait again. Till season two. Can't or you know. But I, I, I think it, it definitely. The production value is amazing. The production is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like for a Netflix series, oh, yeah, absolutely. like this looks as good or. And I'm just talking about looks. Mm-hmm. This looks as good or even better than the 2004 film, which I'm sure had a huge budget. No, so I, I completely agree. Yeah, I did like a lot of the characters that were in um, the um, like acting troupe mm-hmm. with Neil Patrick Harris's. Uh, like, I, I liked the Hook character. A yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was the one guy that was kind of like the the stoner guy mm-hmm. was really funny to me. One thing that I am going to say real quick though is part of me hates reviewing stuff from books. 
mm-hmm. because we're going to have that one listener that is like a diehard Lemony Snicket fan. Yeah. Like, like, and so they're going to say, I can't believe you didn't talk about this, that you missed that. We're ca- listen, sure. listen, buddy. I, to that listener, I say read better books. Well, to that listener, I just say, like, we're just casual fans. I mean, yeah. we're not going to get into the nitty gritty. I'm not going to spend fucking three fucking hours studying about Lemony Snicket. Like, if, like, if you, if, like, we didn't hit, like, every beat and everything that you wanted to hear us talk about with Lemony Snicket, just, there, I'm, there's another podcast out there that will. Yeah. It's just sure. not this one. Yeah. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have had people in the past, like, listen to our, like, our, our Harry Potter, uh, what was that movie? The Fantastic, Fantastic Beast. Beast. They listen to our review and, like, they're a little upset that we didn't talk about this, that, or that, or whatever. It's like, dude, we're, we're casual fans at most. Sometimes we're a little bit like more passionate about Star Wars, yeah. but we're casual fans at the most. So chill, chill out. You know, had I have <laughs> liked Fantastic Beasts more, yeah. I would have cared more about expounding on a lot of the theories and yeah. stuff. But yeah. since the movie was kind of a, yeah. a slag. Yeah. And now on this, you're also going to get the guy or girl who's watched just the movie, not read the books, and then comparing it to that too. Mm-hmm. So you got like three different ways to look at it. Yeah. Just take it for what it is. Yeah, I'm just I'm letting people know our listeners that yeah, I think I think this is definitely something if you have Netflix, definitely check it out. It oh, yeah. might be for you. You might like love this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and for fans of like the book, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking. Like if 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 nothing's going to live up to the fucking book, this might not do it for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. It definitely has a lot of personality. So I agree. It's definitely yeah. worth checking out. It, yeah. You yeah. could you could really like it. Especially right. since most people already have Netflix anyway. It's not going to cost them a dime to check mm-hmm. it out. I think NPH gets a lot better in the third episode. I wasn't like blown away the first two episodes with him. Yeah. I thought Warburton was just fucking killing it from like episode one. Yeah. I, yeah. Love, I love Warburton. And yeah. I love him and everything. Yeah. The kids are kids. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll get better. Like, but. You know, whatever. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, check it out. Let me snick it. It's a fucking thing. <laughs> uh, what are we doing? What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> when you said, uh, just like the look on your uh, face is like you lost all hope in the world. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that, that's not just like a revelation now. For the the light's <laughs> extinguished. Yeah. God. All right, guys, we're going to move on to news. Yeah, I can't believe their Lemony Snicket review is only 15 minutes, and they didn't talk about it. Now, fuck off. <laughs> Jump off a fucking bridge. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Get adopted by some asshole that only wants your money. <laughs> yeah, that would be another option. All right, we're going to be moving on into news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a lift of a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. All right, guys. Uh, my favorite TV show of all time is Arrested Development. It's my favorite TV show of all time. All time. Can't fault that. So when I read this news, I was extremely excited. Looks like the entire cast has agreed to their salaries for season five on Netflix. And we got a quote from executive producer Brian Grazer. I think we're really close to pulling it off finally. Cool. Nice. Hopefully they'll all be in the same room more than once. This yeah, time. that's what I think they're going for this time. Like they knew the they they yeah. knew they, they they know that was a problem. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like every everybody talks about season four. They talk about like you know all these individual episodes. Like oh, they know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Like why can't we get like you know uh, the Bluth boys in the same fucking room together? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and uh, yeah, it was a huge problem. So I think that's 
And they said the big hurdle was the contract salaries. And they've got it all worked out right now. So things are looking up. And we are closer to season five of AD now that the salary contacts have been agreed upon. So just wanted to throw that out there. It's awesome. An article from Mac Rumors claims that Apple is looking to get into the streaming service a la Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and are looking to produce their own television programming. Here's the quote from the article. In terms of specific genres... HBO's Westworld and Netflix's Stranger Things were both used as comparisons for what Apple is aiming to produce on Apple Music. Um, reportedly, they will have series starting to roll out by the end of the year. <laughs> and according to the company, their intention is not to compete with Netflix, but instead set themselves apart from music streaming services uh, like Spotify. Mm. Yeah, that's huge. Okay. So, thoughts. That's pretty cool. I mean, Apple's definitely has the money to make some, to hire some pretty big actors and actresses and writers and directors and creators. So, and when they're putting out titles like Westworld and Stranger Things as an example of the bar they want to like be next to, that's that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually super excited to see what Apple puts out. Well, they can say that they want to reach that level, but the problem that I see is that with everything with Apple is proprietary. How are you going to be able to get this streaming service? Do you have to have Apple products to do it? Frank, you have to have an Apple Music subscription. That's exactly what the story was. Oh, God, I'm not doing that. That that makes it too fucking exclusionist. I mean, I, there's no difference between a 9.99 this subscription and a 9.99 that subscription. I right. mean, what about Hulu and what about Netflix? Sure, what but about- those things you can get on all sorts of devices. Like, say, if I want to watch some shit out in the garage on the TV that's out there. Yeah. I don't want to have to necessarily do it on just my phone because the only thing that I can get it on is my phone or my tablet. Yeah. If, if they were smart, if they wanted to try to do this, they would they would make sure that it's accessible on non Apple products. That way, if they really do have kick-ass content, people don't feel like they have to buy devices or all that shit in order to get in on it. I mean, that that kind of locks the door to entry. I think they no. want to. Yeah, I think they want to sell new devices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They want to show so good that you have to fucking buy right. the device to watch yeah. it. Yeah, honestly, if, Frank, if I'm Apple, I'm saying Frank is shit out of luck. Yeah, I No, agree. if I'm Apple, I'm, I'm, I'm going Kid Rock. I'm throwing my middle fingers up in the air, and I'm saying, fuck you. Then don't, fu- then don't fucking buy our fucking shit. If you don't want to watch this amazing show that, that everybody else want, wants to watch, it's a great fucking show, and you don't want this fucking Apple product in order to watch this show, you feel like we're putting you into a corner, baby. All right? All right? Uh, so, you know what? Yeah, we're dirty dancing you. We're putting you in a corner and you got to buy this fucking device. Fuck you. Don't fucking – no, don't fucking buy it. I don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah. That's <laughs> don't ask me. But the shit is I got the stuff to watch it on. Yeah. But I still think it's a bad move. I still think it's a bad move that you're going to have to have their shit I don't. to watch it on. I, I, honestly, I, I honestly don't, Frank. Then this fucking shit better be fucking killer to fucking Oh, I think Apple's the, just doing – I think Apple's doing fine. I don't think this is going to – I know they're not Oh, hurting. my God. This is going to sink the Apple ship. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. What are we going to do now? No, it's just another reason for people to have that fucking uh, – that, that they're going to have that struggle – Man, should I switch over to an Apple device? Should I get an Apple TV? Should yeah. I should I get this or get that? Well, should I th- cancel my Spotify and get Apple Music instead? I've been, exactly. Yeah. I've been looking for a reason to get an iPad. Now I have that reason. No, this is smart, man. And I get the idea behind the marketing behind it. I just hate how everything with Apple. Oh, you is just want you just want everything. You just want it, you want to have it your way, don't you? You think you're going to fucking Burger King, aren't you? <laughs> Pretty much. No, they're a fucking company, and they want to they want to change the way people think. Yeah. 
They're and not they going to make exclusive shows for Netflix. That's yeah. not what Apple's no. in the business to do. No, they're going to sell some goddamn devices. Yeah. I don't. It's a show. Better be fucking killer, like they're saying. You don't have to. Li- you know. You don't have to like what they're doing, but as a business model, I'm saying this is pretty damn smart. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, they're fucking basically like, if you want to watch this, we're going to strong arm you into buying right. something. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I, I mean, I'm just anti that idea. No, but if I'm Apple and, and I'm hearing you saying, "Well, I, I don't like this," I'm laughing. Well, yeah, they ain't gonna give a fuck. I'm yeah, laughing yeah. at you. In fact, they're laughing harder because they know I've got Apple shit, and they know that if it's good, I'll buy it anyway. Mm-hmm. And the potential of what Apple shows are going to happen is just the sky's the limit. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to like. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear about like the first original programming. That they're gonna get, oh, you know, what I mean? they're gonna want that first show to be a fucking yeah, they have, they have it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's exciting. Power season three. Oh, no, no, I'm fuck, kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. I couldn't get through the third episode of the second season. Well, I didn't want to watch it because I, I could only watch it on PlayStation, and yeah. I couldn't watch it on my Xbox right. or my iPhone. I so actually, I and, th- and that show's garbage. <laughs> no, so. I love the first season. <laughs> It was a guilty pleasure. It was okay. I, I never. I didn't I watch any it. of the second. But. Oh, dude, it don't get any better. In yeah. fact, it gets worse. Oh. So, um, let's see here. What What do I got? Uh, is that all I got for news? Yeah, fuck it. I'm done with news. All righty. Here's then. your fucking news, assholes. Uh, moving on to Marvel news. Marvel News. All right. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, he talked with MTV News, and he gave us some clues at uh, what Doctor Strange's role is in Thor Ragnarok. Frank, just fucking, you know what, take a nap or something while I talk about Doctor Strange here. <laughs> uh, Good. Uh, let's see. He, uh, Tom Hiddleston says, let's put it this way. Doctor Strange has very intensely cerebral time-bending powers. At the end of Thor, the Dark World, Loki is on the throne. What happened to Odin? Maybe Doctor Strange has to help out with that particular conundrum. Hmm. So so maybe Odin's in some dimension that they need Doctor Strange to get into, huh? Well, Odin's on Earth. Okay. Like, uh, the spoiler, sorry. Shit, I should have said, ah, fuck all <laughs> you know, um, You haven't seen it by now. No, well, there's there's been some productions... Uh, photos that have leaked and okay. they you see odin and it looks like he's in like a big city mm. uh new york i, I don't know mm. but he's in a big city and he's kind of like dressed kind of like uh like a homeless guy like like one of those guys that you'd see like washing windows and shit okay you know yeah he's he looks like uh like a homeless man <laughs> that's cool so anthony hopkins looking like a homeless <laughs> dude so he's on earth and i think he's like kind of like powerless so um should be interesting to see. Yeah, that is um, cool. So Doctor Strange has to, and maybe he doesn't even remember he's Odin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, like, uh, is this? The, are they replacing the Odin Odin sleep with this? You know, I don't know. Yeah, that is odd. That is odd. Hmm. It kind of sounds like they're kind of adapting a little bit of the Jason Aaron stuff when he relaunched Thor. Yeah, like having Odin on Earth. Yeah, type type shit. Yeah, it's just weird though. Like if Odin's on Earth and he's dressed like a homeless man, you think that like since he's on Earth, like he would be humbled and just be like, "Well, fuck, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Avengers Tower." Yeah, 
like you know talk to Tony or He'd something. Take somebody out. Maybe his memory. Something's up. That's what I'm I was just wondering. Yeah, that. yeah it, there's got to be something wrong. Like he can't be like himself, right? Like yeah. it just wouldn't make sense. Like I understand, like you're like the fucking all father and shit, but you should in that moment you think that he would go to Avengers Tower and talk to somebody. He'd do yeah, something. Maybe that's what they need Strange for is mm-hmm. to kind of unlock his mind and awaken him. That'd yeah. be better. Him yeah. Number one, find him. Yeah. You know, and uh, use the Eye of Agamotto to find him or something. Yeah. And then number two, unlock his mind. Snap him out of that shit. And we could be wrong. Who knows? But well, it's, it does it's, make sense. Loki's not yeah. going to take him out just to be like, okay, well, I'll just put you here and you'll be fine. Yeah. It's fun to speculate, though. Um, let's see Spe- here. Speaking of Doctor Strange, yeah. did you see the story this week about how they announced that Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't able to be on set for all of Avengers Infinity War when he was needed? And that they will be using a CG Benedict Cumberbatch in certain scenes. In is, what? is that because of uh, Sherlock? Yeah, it's just uh, because oh, of scheduling conflicts. Yeah. It's not Sherlock. It's a it's another movie that he's doing. Okay, but he was able to show up for key scenes. Mm-hmm. But there, there's going to be some examples of a uh, CG Benedict because he wasn't able to be there for the entire filming. Fine. I think it'll be fine, fine too. I just thought it was interesting. They're gonna they're gonna animate the fuck out of it. Yeah, Marvel with CG. A, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. They're gonna animate the fuck out of the cape in those scenes. Oh yeah, you know what uh-huh. I mean. He'll yeah. have fucking spells right coming out of his wrist like fucking crazy. Yeah. so it'll look proper. All I gotta do too is put a little distance too and a better look as long as it's not super close up. Yeah, yeah. it'll be fine. Uh, James Gunn has spoken to Marvel. About a Moon Knight film. Mm-hmm. Now, chill the fuck out. This does not mean that a film is being made. This means nothing. At this stage in the game, it means absolutely nothing, people. He did speak to them about it. Here's what he said on Twitter to a fan who asked if Moon Knight could show up in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, my God. I love Moon Knight, and I have a great idea for a movie. I just wish I had the time. But no, he doesn't belong in Guardians. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, another fan asked Gunn to pitch the idea to Marvel, to which Gunn replied, I told them, but like I said, I just don't have the time. Mm. To which then, uh, yeah, so thoughts on that. Well, I'm going to jump into another part of this story, but thoughts on that. Like, James Gunn, Moon Knight movie? I mean, I'm sure it'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, part of me imagines Moon Knight as a perfect Netflix series. So it's kind of as, as much as I love James Gunn, and I'm sure he would fucking kick ass with that mm-hmm. character. I almost feel like that character and his world, as dark as the Moon Knight story can get, would really work better as a Netflix series. Question that I've been wanting to ask you guys, and this kind of has to do with it, is: Do you feel like the Marvel universe, as big as it is, mm-hmm. it is big? I mean, yeah. in the comics, it's huge. Yeah, and in the cinematic universe, it's huge. As big as it is, is it getting too crowded? Mm, I don't think so. Really? Okay. Now, the, the reason I'm throwing this out there is because we're getting an Inhumans TV show. Inhumans yeah. was supposed to be a film. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by is that I feel like we've got a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. We're getting three a year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hell, Sony's even going to have movies coming out soon. Like, we're going to get three Marvel movies in a year, guys. Yeah. Right. Plus Sony. Right. Plus Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So... There could be a year where we have four fucking movies coming out. Yeah. Okay? Now, when all these movies converge into an Avengers event film, mm-hmm. how many characters can you really prominently show in that film? 
I mean, we just found out this week, of course, Doctor Strange is going to be in Infinity Wars. We also found out Gamora is going to be in Infinity Wars. Yeah. I mean, we're finding out every other day a new character that's going to be in this film. A lot of fans, when we get done, help. Remember Avengers? What were people saying at the end of Avengers? As wonderful, as amazing as that movie was, is, man, didn't get a lot of Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I'm saying this is that it's not that I don't want more characters in the MCU. I do. Yeah. I want more characters. But, like, when is too much too much for it to be a good movie, written well, cohesive, and for everybody to get their part? Because my favorite character is, uh, you know, my, my favorite characters in these movies might not get their moment. Yeah, you right. just have to, like, it has to be, like, a good Avengers comic book. Like, you, you can have the 20-plus characters, but yeah. you really have to pick and choose who your main focal characters are. Right. And just try to give the other characters a moment. Like, that's what Civil War did so well. Like, it was able to, even though a lot of characters didn't get to chew up a lot of scenery, uh-huh. everyone had a moment. And as long as you can give everyone a moment, yeah. then the, each fan of each character walks away happy. It's when, like, and the Hawkeye thing's a great example. Not only did he not get much screen time in Avengers 1, but I think a lot of the anger came from what screen time he did do. Like, yeah. they, they turned him fucking evil in, in 10 minutes, and that really pissed a lot of people off. They yeah. pretty much wrote him out of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I think the sky's the limit on how many characters they can have until they fuck it up. I think also, too, when you have these big event films that you can kind of pick and choose these people are going to be in this one, these people are going to be in that one, as long as it you know matches the overarching narrative. You're always going to have somebody who's going to be like, man, I really wish I would have saw more of this guy or that guy. But, I mean, when it gets so huge, it really just happens to be about what story it is they're telling, as long as it makes sense. All I'm trying to say is basically I've seen what they've done with Avengers, which I thought had a huge cast at the time. Mm -hmm. Then I thought they did great with Civil War. Oh, me Mm -hmm. too. But I, I I don't give a fuck. Age of Ultron was a pile of shit. And, and, and a lot of it had to do with the writing, but like Hawkeye, Hawkeye was probably one of my favorite parts in that film. Like the moments he had with Scarlet Witch, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought they were great. But I mean, I don't know. I just don't want like I feel like is it is the Inhumans going moving to ABC? Is that like the first look that we're getting that maybe Feige's like whoa 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 let's pull back a little bit not only not only am i introducing captain marvel soon and black panther's going to be getting his own movie yeah and and, and these they're going to be in the spotlight now mm-hmm. you know we're going to get brie larson as captain marvel right. they're going to be in the spotlight now but not only that do we have to worry about but we're also got to worry about you know you know captain america 4 you know maybe even thor 4 in the future uh guardians 3 all these other movies that are beco- that are coming out on top of everything, and then for them to announce like, oh, okay, here's your Inhumans movie, uh, here's your James Gunn Moon Knight movie, and it's like all pretty soon, pretty soon, like by Phase Five, this shit's getting away from them. It's you know what I mean? It's like, whoa, we've got so many characters. Where do we put them? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying that they can't make it work because Kevin Feige apparently has this shit planned out. He. That's what's interesting about this, though, Jake, is it Feige's like, oh, I've got this shit planned out for the next 10 years. Yes. Well, within that next 10 years, did you not see the Inhumans movie not working? Because you announced an Inhumans movie. Mm-hmm. 
So why are you pulling back on that? Something something happened. Yeah, there's definitely still flexibility in that schedule that okay. he claimed was set in stone. Uh-huh. Def- you know, he's definitely willing to shift stuff around. Right. I don't know what happened with the Inhumans thing. That I shit mean, was supposed to come out this year, yeah. 2017. Oh, I remember. I yeah. remember. I mean, maybe they just decided it just wasn't going to work. Sure. Maybe they couldn't put a, a film director in in the spot or for what whatever reason they decided that mm-hmm. that wasn't going to work cinematically. Okay. Maybe they couldn't figure out a way to write the Inhumans into the overall MCU story very uh-huh. well and that's why they decided to go to the TV route. Right. Yeah, it's hard saying. Okay. Yeah, I just just found it interesting. It'll be interesting to see how much of a sway the Inhumans TV show has on the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe, if any at all. Right. I think it's going to affect Agents of Shield more than anything. I, been, I agree. Yeah, they've been they've been working with that whole Inhumans yeah, thing. That's kind of why I added the if any at all, right? Because it, it seems like the MCU movies vastly affect the MCU TV shows, but it it doesn't really go both ways. But right. the MCU movies are barely referenced in the Netflix series, right? Yeah, yeah. just a little, very loosely. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. All right. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about when it came to the up, uh, when it came to the Moon Knight movie that apparently James Gunn would love to do and he pitched, but he doesn't have time for. Uh, then why talk about it, James? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he says uh, nine days, uh, a few days later, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio came out. Um, uh, yes, and uh, he plays Kingpin in the Netflix Marvel Marvel show, uh, Marvel Daredevil series, and he tweets, "Okay, Monsignor James Gunn." If you're going to make Moon Knight into a film, dude, I'm in. So, yeah, uh, he's throwing his hat into uh, that. So uh, he wants Kingpin to be a villain in the Moon Knight yeah. movie. Yeah. Or or a new character. Huh, that's interesting. So, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds like a lot of fanfic from uh, James Gunn and Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you, though, Jake. I, I think that Moon Knight would be a great Netflix series. Yeah. You know, as much as I love James Gunn, too, yeah. I feel like I could name 50 characters that would be more well-suited for a great James Gunn movie, more so than Moon Knight. James Gunn, this is not the first time. What I'm sorry, what did you just say? I was I was thinking something. I, I'm saying that Moon Knight isn't really a character that I would really want James Gunn to do anyway. Like, I, I just really don't think, like, that's, like, perfectly set up to his strong suits. This is not the first time, guys, James Gunn has pitched wanting to do... Another Marvel property. Oh, yeah. Remember Thunderbolts? Yeah. Yeah. Did, remember that a few years ago? Oh, yeah. He oh. talked about how he wanted to do Thunderbolts as well. And see, to me, that is a more perfect James Gunn. Setup. Oh, my God. A James Gunn Thunderbolts movie? Yeah. To me, Fucking that, amazing. To me, that's like magic. I The Moon Knight thing, I don't know. That would be everything that the Suicide Squad was not. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. James Gunn would be, would be great. Yes. It would be great. I, I okay. So, Moon Knight, make that a Netflix series. Let James Gunn direct. I was getting ready to say the same thing. One episode. Yeah, let him get the pilot. Let him pilot. Let him get the pilot. And then going. The, maybe the pilot and the final episode, kind of bookend it or yeah. something. At least the pilot. Then. Yeah. But then let uh, th- then let him do a Thunderbolts movie. Yeah, that would be fucking awesome. That would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. In the past, we've talked about how Michael Fassbender said he would be down to come back as Magneto. Uh, we always thought uh, after uh, this was all after Jennifer Lawrence's contract was up that mm-hmm. she'd be out. She's done. But what about McAvoy, James McAvoy? 
who plays Professor X, the young Professor X. In a tweet from Eric Davis, the managing director at Fandango, a video of McAvoy had him saying this. If they offer me a really good part, I'm in. If it's not a really good part, I'll think about it. <laughs> if the check's big enough. Yeah, and yeah pretty not, much. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we got Brian Cranston in a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Mm, yeah, yeah, the check's huge for him. <laughs> uh, anyway, he says, but I love playing Charles. And I've always had pretty interesting things to do as Charles. So if that continues, then yeah, of course, I'd love to take part. Um, and there's also another rumor that I'm going to throw out there that he's going to be in the new Mutants movie. Mm. Oh, all right. So, um, yeah, if we see – which I, I, if, 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 if that happens, New Mutants comes out – Jake, let me throw this out to you. New Mutants movie comes out. Is it going to be set in the same world as Deadpool? Yes. Okay. I didn't even have to finish. <laughs> so if they make that leap yeah. and they put McAvoy in that movie, that means that Deadpool's set in the same movie universe as the X-Men. This has not been established yet. No, I agree. This is not 100% people, this has not been 100% established yet that the the Deadpool movie is in the same universe as the Singer films. Yeah, I agree. Right? That's true. I, yeah, not 100%. Not it's 100% definitely yet. Definitely open for it, They want it to be. Yes. They, or at least they did. Yes. But now Deadpool is the bread and butter. Right. Yeah. It's the other way around. You got to, you got, yeah, you got to protect Deadpool now. It's not about, it's not about protecting that Singer universe, which is coming to an end. We're losing Hugh Jackman. Yeah. It's wrapping up. We're getting the final Logan film, James Mangold, and, uh, you know, Hugh Jackman are wrapping that up. Oh, yeah. X Men want into the Deadpool universe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. More so than Deadpool wants yeah. into the X Men universe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's real, it's interesting. Um, McAvoy shows up in a new mutants film, then, then that's it. I mean, that's our answer. It's yeah. all, it's all together in the same universe, but right, that, yeah. that's a rumor. I, I think that they are just throwing this stuff out there. They don't know what they're doing yet. I don't think they know it. I think in Deadpool 2, which will probably, I think I got a new story on that. I think they're just going to strike, they're going to start setting up X-Force. They're going to start, mm-hmm. they're going to start setting up X-Force and, and that's it. I, I don't know when we're going to get a definitive answer on if they are totally just resetting the X-Men universe anew after Hugh Jackman's out and we get – you know what I mean? It, it's, I don't, it's hard saying. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get Sophie Turner back, right. Cody Smith-McPhee. I don't know if these actors are going to come back and play those parts again. We might get – you know what I mean? X-Men reboot in, right. the, yeah. in the Deadpool universe. Yeah. So far I'm OK with that idea though. I've got rumors though. We can talk about these rumors. Um, rumor from Production Weekly is that the next X-Men film will be titled X-Men Supernova. Hmm. That's bizarre. That's all I got. Hmm. That's bizarre. But that I think that that Supernova title, Supernova title was originally – maybe I'm, I don't – some – Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody out there. I'm giving you permission. But it might also have been like um, a title for like uh, the – it might be the title for like a New Mutants movie or something. I don't know. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, that's that's odd that they would name it Supernova. Supernova. You would think they would go Inferno before they would go Supernova. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Collider spoke with uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. Uh, they were the writers of the Deadpool film mm-hmm. about how Deadpool is going to set up X-Force and possibly an X-Force film. Um, Rhett Reese said, there is a responsibility we have to the X-Force universe. And I th- do think we will not disappoint the fans going into Deadpool 2. Its purpose is not to set up is not to set up X Force. It will likely set its purpose is not to set up X Force. It will like it will likely set up X Force, but the drive of the movie won't be our eyes on movie three. Yeah, that's just them covering their asses and yeah. saying that they're not making a movie that's just a lead into another movie. Right. But yet it still will be a lead into that other movie. Right. <laughs> Even right. though the focus won't be the fact that it's a lead into that other movie. Right. I'm not saying aliens, but it's aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Wernick then. Uh, Paul yeah, Wernick. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm confused. Are the new Mutants movie and the X-Force movie the same thing? No. Okay. No, they're not. That's very confusing to me. Yeah. Because the new- they're basically the same team in the comics. Right. As far as I know, these are two separate things altogether. Okay. Yeah. That I thought that the next X-Men film coming out was New Mutants. Yeah. But X-Force is going to be introduced into Deadpool 2. Huh. Okay. It's very confusing. Because they're already rumored castings. Well, there's not rumored castings. There are people that are saying that they would like to play certain parts in the New Mutants movie. So, answer me this. In which movie is Cannonball in? The X-Force movie or the New Mutants movie? That's a great question. I would think <laughs> I would think X-Force. Okay. But I'm also hearing New Mutants. Okay. So I don't know, Jake. So I don't know. Maybe New Mutants is the Cannonball Boom Boom stuff where X-Force is more along the lines of the newer iteration That's of what X-Force. I'm, think- I'm thinking like the- I'm thinking I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this. Yeah, it's confusing. Maybe X-Force is the assassination team where New Mutants is like the cannonball, boom, boom, you know, Warpath, Shatterstar version. There was a there was an there was an article out recently about a casting call um, for, I think, see, I need to get my shit. I didn't put this in my notes because the site that reported the casting call, they've reported things in the past that I that, that have not come to fruition so yeah, I did that. I didn't want to talk about something that I, I'll talk about it when it's concrete mm-hmm. but I'm not going to report from a new site that doesn't give me something that I think could be legit right yeah but they were talking about castings for I think it was for like what the team of new mutants is going to be I think it was new mutants okay but I don't have the article in front of me. Ah, so confusing those it two. is Especially with both movies coming out within the same time frame and basically, you know, being the same kind of thing. Right. Uh, Wernick, he said, uh, we never want to let the tail wag the dog. We want to tell the best Deadpool story we can. But I do think we have a responsibility to think about a larger universe in the way that Marvel does and start to put pieces in place. Mm-hmm. Some of these movies feel overstuffed and almost choking with what need to be – with what – the need to set up 18 different things that pay off down the road. And we want to avoid that responsibility to the extent that it hurts us. We want to hint at things. We want to plan some characters and we want to make some nods, but we're very, very cognizant about making sure that Deadpool is above all a Deadpool movie. Yeah, they don't want to do stupid shit like Batman v Superman, where we're right. taking a time out <laughs> to fucking watch surveillance videos of the Flash that have right. nothing to fucking do with the movie right. that we're watching. Yeah, 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And Deadpool movie's supposed to be fun. I don't want to I don't want to have to like overthink it too much. No, yeah. Time out you know? to set up this other thing for 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, it was fun even 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 finding out that we're going to get Cable in the second movie was a, a fun little Ferris Bueller post-credit scene. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's not fun to be told that we have to wait for another movie to see things right. we're excited right. for. When are we going to get that Cable casting? When is it going to happen? Uh, soon, I bet. It have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. I mean, I think they're going to start filming shortly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Going to move into DC news. I do not have a lot of DC news this week, but I got a little bit. I got Last a, night. What do you, what, the, what do you got over there? I got a kid who's got a shit through herself, so I got to run up and help real quick. Go for it. All right. Sorry. I'm going to still keep recording. All right. Sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> what, no, what are we doing time-wise here? You know what? I will take a break. We're at 50-some minutes. Break it up. Yeah. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can... So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. All right. uh, Yeah, time for some uh, DC news. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news, you fucking pieces of shit. We have a uh, bumper where a woman says that Batman destroyed her vagina. (laughs) That is a thing that we have on this show. (laughs) It's time for our DC news. Batman just destroyed my pussy. (laughs) I mean, that's that's Batman for you. Yeah, it's Batman. But that's classy. That's class. Now somebody else saying fuck that that's trash. Right, right. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Uh blah, 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 blah. yeah. <laughs> CW. What are you what are you giggling blah, blah, blah. about? Yeah, that was a thing I did. Um that's a thing I do. I know. I say a thing I did. That's a thing I do. <laughs> Isn't it? I do that thing a lot. I did exception. Yeah, yeah, that is a thing. That is a, a thing you do. That's a thing God. I do, talking about the thing I did. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I need to knock that off. Dizzy already talking about it. Bad habit. It's kind of like Jake and his sarcasm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep bringing that up, Jake. That's a thing I do, too. It's, yeah, I know. It's not going away. <laughs> Neither is your sarcasm, unfortunately. <laughs> Boom! Ouch! Did not nail that one. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, not like Batman nailed that vagina. Am I right? Am every, I right? T- every time. Every time. <laughs> uh, CW President Mark Pedowitz. Horrible last name. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Keep that guy away from your kids. <laughs> CW President Mark Pedowitz was asked by Entertainment Weekly what plans they have for Tyler Hecklin, who played Superman in Supergirl. Are we getting more of him? Perhaps a series? Here's what he said. Tyler did a great job. There's no plan to do a series. There are no plans at the moment for him to return to Supergirl. If they wish to have him return, we'd love to have him. Oh, that's bullshit. Total bullshit. 
especially now that we've heard from Jeff Johns that they are working on another CW superhero series that should be, I think, unveiled later this year. Yeah. So I think they might be moving one of the other shows over to a new night. Mm. And then, I don't know, this show will be sliding into a slot that another show uh, previously held. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm a little... I, I'm I'm a little upset that it won't be a Tyler Hecklin Superman show, but you know who knows we might get it, but who knows? Yeah, I don't, at, least, at least get him back on Supergirl for an episode. Yes, or two. Cavill was threatened. See, the thing is, that you run into a problem though with that, Jake. It's like some people would be like, "This is not the Superman show." This oh, is stu- yeah. I, you know, and I, hey man, I, I'm the I'm a huge Melissa Benoist Supergirl fan. Yeah, but I want to see more Tyler Hecklin. I don't need him in for like half of the episodes, but it's nice to know that like every once in a while he might pop up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. It should definitely be that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's all the DC news I got this week. I oh, mean, wow. I, I don't, I don't want. I mean, Ben Affleck's been talking about his Batman movie. Uh, Whining we about the script. Yeah, we we got that Gotham City Sirens thing, which I don't, even, I don't want to talk about. No, sounds like a fucking train wreck. Yes. So uh, moving on, we're going to be jumping in now to Star Wars news. You got what the Misa saying. You're supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers Podcast. That's not true. That's impossible! I'm going to be talking a little bit about Rogue One here in just a moment. Jake, you have had a chance to see Rogue One multiple times now. Yes. What are you thinking? Anything's changed? I, I do. I do like the movie a lot more than I did upon the first viewing after seeing it five times now. All right, I actually it, like it a lot more. Is it better than Attack of the Clones now? Uh, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it may still be my least favorite Star Wars. Movie. Jesus Christ! All right, but I do wow. like it a lot more. I, I think it's. Just as good as all the rest it's of them. It's a high, high taste it now. Yeah, yeah. I, I make it. It's a Tupperware just like the rest of them okay. for me now. It's a Tupperware now? Yeah. For me, it is, yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw it a second time. I liked it more than the first time. And, right. And I, go, I go trying to see other movies, and I end up seeing Rogue One instead. Okay. So. All right. It's, I mean, I went and saw it five times. I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon for it now. All I love right. it. All right. All right, guys. Uh, Rogue One, uh, the Art of Rogue One book, uh, yeah. reveals that Vader's castle on Mustafar overlooks where he was defeated by Obi-Wan. And Palpatine made him do this as a permanent reminder. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's very cool. But <laughs> you got to read the Art of Rogue One book to know that. <laughs> it's a great book. So um, I haven't had a chance to look at it, unfortunately. It's really nice. Uh, speaking of Vader, it was revealed in a Yahoo Movies interview with Rogue One editor John Gilroy that the he was the one that wrote the uh, – he, he wrote all the reshoots. Okay. So that, that's John Gilroy. That the final Vader scene in Rogue One was a reshoot. Yeah. Really? Here's the quote. What was added, and it was a fantastic ad, was the Vader action scene with him boarding the ship and dispatching all those rebel soldiers. That was something, something conceptualized a little later. So... You gotta, you gotta feel like they wanted to do something like this. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it a long time ago, having right. the uh, Vader unleash scene where we just see him kind of go crazy with his yeah. force powers. Yeah, like we we talked about that for years. Right. 
So yeah, and I. I feel like it was something that they wanted to do. It's just, it just kind of blows my mind though that it was part of the reshoots. I would, yeah. I, I never would have guessed that. No, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if the original ending was to have, you know, Jin and Cassian live, I mean, that was probably the final note. Was that the original ending? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that that was the thing. Like, Ooh. That Gareth Edwards wrote that they lived, and that Disney was like, "No, they had to die," and that's where a lot of the reshoots came. Because I have an article here from Screen Rant about the original fates of not Jin and Cassian, but the original fates of Cassian Andor and K two S O. Okay, and it says uh, now, thanks to the shot at the top of the article, which it's a shot of Jin and Cassian running on the beach of Scarif, mm-hmm. uh, which we saw in many of the trailers and in some of the promotional posters uh, for Rogue One. Uh, and previous comments from those involved with the film, it's already well known that Jin and Cassian's journey to transmitting the Death Star plans was not originally as contained to the Scarif Tower as what ends up happening. Instead, it's clear that after she got her hands on the plans, there was a sequence featuring Jin and her comrades racing across the Scarif beaches, avoiding as much Imperial fire and destruction as they can in what has been one of the most highly talked about omissions from the theatrical cut. It looks like, based on this footage then, that K2SO and Cassian likely met their original end at the conclusion of that sequence, dying at the doors of an Imperial building, perhaps while trying to buy Jin enough time to transmit the plans. This is obviously much different than what happens in the actual film, since it not only changes the locations of their deaths, but changes who the characters die with. Hmm. In the original version, it seems like Cassian and K2SO died together, rather than K2SO dying alone, and Cassian dying with Jin on the beach, which could mean there was a much larger emphasis put on K2SO and Cassian's friendship in the original version. It's becoming increasingly more clear that most of the changes made to Rogue One took place during its third act. Yes. Even the film's editors have said as much, and this only further evidence of the multiple different incarnations and variations that the battle on Scarif took throughout the editing and post-production process. This likely won't be the last bit of news that comes out regarding the film's reshoots and changes as more and more details are revealed or leaked the longer it's been since Rogue One was released. In terms of the changes that we've already have been brought to light, though this one of the more this is one of the more interesting, since it hints at an even more drastically different third act than most fans had previously thought. Huh. That's fascinating. Yeah. So K2SO and Cassian dying together. I like how they did it, man. I, I thought K2SO's death, him dying alone and sacrificing himself to save them. Even his last dying words are him, like, telling them what they need to do. Climb as he dies. Right. You know, it's like, wow. wow. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. It, yeah. it was very reminiscent of, like, what you see other droids doing in other Star Wars movies where they're able to be at those comm stations and help the heroes out, yeah. but yet always get away. Mm-hmm. Like, this this shows kind of a more gritty version where yeah. K2SO was at that comm station and... He did not get away. Yeah, I was just hoping, man, they'd be able to find some way to fucking upload his personality out of there so we get more K2SO. But, you know, I guess the death wouldn't be impactful then. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, guys. We all saw CGI Leia in Rogue One. Well, apparently so did Carrie Fisher Mm -hmm. before she passed. 
So what did she think? According to Lucasfilm chief creative officer and senior visual effects guru John Knoll, during a Nightline interview, here's what he said about just that. She was involved in the process, and, you know, she saw the final result, and she loved it. That's awesome. She got to see the scene. Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm, showed it to her. So I got a call afterwards from Kathy saying, well, Carrie, Carrie loved it. That's awesome. So that's awesome that she did get to see that. So, which brings us to the uh, next uh, bit of news I wanted to talk about. What does Lucasfilm do about Leia now that Carrie Fisher passed away? This is taken from an article from The Hollywood Reporter titled, Star Wars Brain Trust Sets Meeting to Plot Leia's Life After Carrie Fisher's Death. Mm. Carrie Fisher's December 27th death has has left a disturbance in the force. Her iconic Princess Leia is set to appear in the next two Star Wars films, and insiders tell The Hollywood Reporter that at least two key scenes are planned for Episode Eight and Episode Nine: a Leia reunion with Luke Skywalker and a confrontation with Kylo Ren. Her son, who killed Harrison Ford's Han Solo in 2015's The Force Awakens. Details of where those scenes fit into the movies remain unclear, but insiders say Leia was set to have been a bigger part of Episode 9 than Episode 8. Wow. Oh, shit. Episode 8 director uh, Ryan Johnson has finished shooting, but Episode 9 doesn't have a start date. Both Force Awakens and Episode 8 began production at the beginning of of a year, so it is very likely that episode 9 will begin shooting in early 2018 for a December 2019 release. And the status of the script being written by Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly is unknown. Trevorrow, the filmmaker behind Jurassic World, who is directing episode 9, is due to arrive in LA the week of January 10th for meetings with Lucasfilm's Kathleen Kennedy to discuss options. But unlike in other cases where actors died during the filmmaking process, Paul Walker and Furious 7 comes to mind, mm-hmm. it appears that the team has time to explore solutions. Um, Leia, okay, here, here they go. Leia could be written out and her scenes reshot. Options not unheard of in the Star Wars universe. Rogue One went through a major overhaul and was met with glowing reviews and blockbuster box office. Episode 8 also went through a major rewrite with Johnson, who had to overhaul his script after he saw the significant changes J.J. Abrams made to the overarching Star Wars story, thanks to his extensive post-production work during Force Awakens. Um, Johnson had based his, his script on Force Awakens' earlier drafts, so they changed that up a little bit, too. Another solution is to use CGI effects. A reduced role could mean Leia would only appear in glimpses. Rogue One is the rogue map, says one Star Wars source, referring to Lucasfilm resurrecting Peter Cushing and making Fish young, Fisher young again in the current hit. I have no doubt, given some of the recent work I've seen, there are filmmakers who will be willing to take up the challenge, says Michael Fink, an Oscar-winning VFX supervisor who teaches at USC. But so far, we have seen moments of success but not full performances. He says, there's also ethics to weigh. Should we create additional roles for Princess Leia? I don't think so. There was an update. According to BBC Newsnight, Disney is meeting with the estate of Carrie Fisher to work on a deal for future Leia appearances. Here's the quote. And 
if what might be regarded as unseemly haste, Disney is negotiating with the actor's estate over her continued appearance in the franchise. If Disney gets the go-ahead, Carrie Fisher will join Peter Cushing. Then, people read that. Apparently, people were flipping the fuck out. Yes. (laughs) Because there was another update on January 13th from StarWars.com. This is official from StarWars.com. This just came out yesterday. A statement regarding new rumors. We don't normally respond to fan or press speculation, but there is a rumor circulating that we would like to address. We want to assure our fans that Lucasfilm has no plans to digitally recreate Carrie Fisher's performance as Princess or General Leia Organa. Carrie Fisher was, is, and always will be a part of the Lucasfilm family. She was our princess, our general, and more importantly, our friend. We are still hurting from her loss. We cherish her memory and legacy as Princess Leia and will always strive to honor everything she gave to Star Wars. They nipped it in the bud fast. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So I even talked about this with Dan West and uh, Janine Daling on our episode. Mm -hmm. We talked about the future of Carrie Fisher. And I came out and said, guys, do you think think Lucasfilm – does not see what's going on in social media right now. If people have a problem with Cinnabon talking about Carrie Fisher's buns and trying to sell cinnamon rolls, yeah. sticky buns, yeah, do you think that they're going to try to bring her back to life in these films with a CGI performance? No. Unless there was ex- – unless Carrie Fisher explicitly came out in an interview and said something like, you know, God forbid if I ever pass away – Go ahead and use my likeness as Princess Leia for future <laughs> films. Yeah, if she said like that, that you know, I, I would be flattered if you did that. I think that that I think Disney would have their answer. Oh yeah, like yeah. oh yeah, Carrie said it's fine, but like that's not the case here. We don't know what Carrie's wishes are. Right. As far as I know, if somebody else can find a quote out there, let me know about it because I don't know about it. At this point, you just have to respect what her family wants. Right. I yeah. Think. The estate, Billy yeah. Lord, the family. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So um, I said in that episode with Dan that I think that they are going to try to write in an answer. They're going to try to write this in in episode eight. Something's going to happen in episode eight, mm-hmm. and they're going to I, – I think the story, there's a way for them to work it in. From, sure. from what I've heard from makingstarwars.net and some other sources that they can easily work this into episode eight. I don't think that we're going to get a cheapened crawl in mm-hmm. episode nine yeah. saying – well, you know, uh, General Organa has unfortunately met her demise, blah, 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 or whatever. I think it will be a part of episode eight. Now, are they going to be able to do this in a way that Rogue One did with the reshoots? Rogue One had the liberty of doing whatever the fuck they wanted to. We don't know anything about any of these characters. Right. Yes. So they can take these liberties and make these changes and nobody's the wiser unless we go back and watch like the, uh, you know, the, the original trailers and then we see them running on the beach of Scarif. But it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. It definitely sounds like we are going to unfortunately never get to find out how a meeting of, uh, of Leia and her son, Kylo Ren, or her meeting her brother again. It sounds like those were things – from what I read, it sounds like those were things that were going to happen in episode nine. Yeah, it, it was a confusing article. I read it too. It was hard to tell if they were talking about those were key episode nine scenes or those yeah. were the key episode eight scenes. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was very – 
not the most well written article. Sure. It was hard. It was hard to tell. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I do think they were talking about episode nine I scenes do. that we won't be seeing. Right. So say if those two things are staggered. Say if the reunion with Luke were to happen in episode eight, and then the dealing with Kylo Ren in episode nine, mm-hmm. would you want to see it altered for episode eight with her meeting back up with Luke? Like depending on how it goes with the story. Say like, that again. Okay. So if they were to have to. Like you're saying, adjust how it goes down in episode eight mm-hmm. to get her written out. Right. If in order to do that, you lose the scene with her and Luke, mm-hmm. do you want to lose the scene or would you like to see that at least? Oh, I want to see it if it's an episode eight scene. I want to see her and Luke hug. Yeah, don't write it out. I right. want to see it. I mean, you know, yeah, absolutely. I want to see it. I guess I'm a little worried because of how those two things might be tied together. Like if you lose one, you got to lose them both. Or something like that. Well, I'm going to let them worry about it. You're asking me what I would like to see. I'd like to see the scene. Yeah, I want to see the scene too. I feel like her and Luke do have a scene in episode eight too. With some of the uh, scenes we've seen on set that like – oh, uh, that Oscar Isaac posted some really nice on set shots of Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher hanging out in episode eight. Mm -hmm. Which led me to believe that they will share screen time together in that movie. So she travels to Octu. Yeah. Okay. Possibly. I hope so. Or Luke Luke leaves. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, for, I, I, maybe he does. I mean, I from what I hear, like most of this film is going to be Ray and Luke on Octu. Yeah, it's that's ki- it's kind of the Dagobah analog. Yeah, mm. it's they're going to be. I I hear like they may leave, but uh, for all accounts, like everything that people know about this film, like they're there the entire time. Mm. Right. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they work this in. Do you think that there might be a scene of um, you know once once she does you know once she does die in the universe? Um, do you think that they could have like a scene of like Kylo Ren kind of feeling it? I think I think if you if you can't have them on screen together, I I, I want I want to see his reaction. That'd be okay. I'd be all right with that. Yeah, I would like that too. I mean, I mean, you know he's got issues with his dad, but, I mean, you really don't address what's going on with him and mom. Just another so. blow to Ky- Kylo Ren's mental stability right. on what he's doing and what it's causing. And mm-hmm. all that anguish can only really push him further into the dark side. So, well, who knows? But, I mean, yeah, that'd be okay. I'd be okay with that. That's what you want. You want him to just get pushed further into the dark well, side. That was why I backed up a little bit because it could go either way with yeah. that. You don't know. But I'd be okay with a reaction definitely. Right. Yeah, I, I, I definitely I, – I have to have a reaction out of Kylo Ren about his mother passing away. Yeah, I can't just wash over to. him like nothing. I have to. Uh, Woody Harrelson is confirmed for the Han Solo film, according to Lucasfilm. Directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller had this to say about the addition of Harrelson. We couldn't be more excited to work with an artist with as much depth and range as Woody. His ability to find both humor and pathos, often in the same role, is truly unique. He is also very good at ping pong. So, <laughs> so uh, he uh, – do you guys want to, like, inject your thoughts into the casting right now before I jump into it a little oh, bit? I, I love it. I, I tupperware the casting of Woody Harrelson. Uh, I'm a huge fan, and I think he'll be a great addition to that role. I, I think he'll be perfect as kind of the mentor to Han Solo. That's where I was going. He, he will be playing the uh, Han Solo's mentor in the film. Uh, they originally had their eyes on a different actor. They were looking at Christian Bale to uh, fill this role. Uh, that did not happen, so they got uh, Woody Harrelson. And uh, during a Facebook Q&A, Harrelson was asked about this, and he replied, I'm a mentor to Han, but I'm also a bit of a criminal. 
I don't think I should say much more than that because the force is not allowing me. <laughs> so I also I'm with you, Jake. Um, I think this is perfect. When you think of like an actor being able to play to their strengths, mm-hmm. I think that when you say this guy is a mentor to Han Solo, but yet he's a criminal, which mm-hmm. Han Solo is a very he was a very gray character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, and so you think that like it, I, I'm I'm getting a very very much a. Uh, a Star Lord Yandu vibe. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I feel that too. Mm-hmm. I feel that too. You I know. definitely think it's a better casting than Bale. I think Bale would have been too stiff. Harrelson, you can inject a little bit of humor in there, and it makes sense. Yeah, I agree. He can be funny and skeevy at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. I think maybe they were looking. Honestly, I think like they were looking at, and it, I could be wrong. If you were thinking about Bale being that mentor, they were looking at his American Psycho. Yes, his yeah. American Psycho performance. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah, you, you see what I'm uh, yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't know how you would work that. I mean, I think that's the <laughs> performance that they're looking at for this. You're not looking at his Batman performance and you. saying, "Oh yeah, I get you." You're not. <laughs> you're not looking at his Batman performance and saying, "Oh, that's our that's our mentor." You're looking at the weird character that he played in American Psycho. Yeah, I've got a Han Solo movie prediction. Want to hear it? Oh, God. Sure. What? Yeah, there's totally going to be a scene where Han Solo shoots first in the Han Solo movie. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Phil Lord and Chris <laughs> Miller doing this. Yeah. yeah, there's totally going to be a, a scene where he shoots first. It's, I think I actually said that in a previous episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a huge cheer moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've thought that, too. I mean, we're going to get Jabba. Uh, yeah. You've got to. You know, there's going to be a reference to the huts. Um, <laughs> you know, we're going to get all that. Um, so I'm... I'm a little surprised at some of the reaction to fans. Yeah, some fans seem really down on the Woody Harrelson casting. They seem they seem down on a Han Solo film. Yeah, what from the get, I don't understand. That I don't understand. It. Yeah, I can understand being a little skittish about having some star power in it, just because. I mean, usually these type of things happen with a bunch of people who are easily recognized, Mm. but being down on the film itself, I can't get. I mean, it is scary trying to replicate Harrison Ford as his most charming version. Mm -hmm. I get you. Like, it's scary. It's It's not guaranteed to work. Right. Yeah. That's for sure. I know, but it's just, it's, I don't know. It's I still want to see it. Oh, though. I want to see it and I want it to work. Yeah. But it could fail. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, I mean, you know, Donald Glover also has to live up to Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His Lando Calrissian. I mean, there's a lot here, but mm-hmm. I mean, guys, we're getting more Chewbacca. I mean, you know, Han Solo, he lives on. We get to see these things. You I think we're going to get any Boba Fett in it at all. I don't care if we do. Yeah, I, I think that they. I, I think that that's something that they plan on doing. Maybe not in this first film. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we might, but I think that's something that they're planning on doing. I think we found out recently that the Josh Trank film would. Remember when Josh Trank was going to do a Star Wars film? Yeah, yeah. we found out. We found out that it was going to be a Boba Fett film. Right. It was going to be a Boba Fett film. I feel like that is kind of dissolved, and they're going to put that into the Han Solo films if they go forward. They're thinking about a trilogy for these. I yeah. like that idea better. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw in this first Han Solo movie, if we saw Boba Fett kind of in the same capacity that we saw C-3PO and R2-D2 in Rogue One. Even just like seeing Slave 1. 
Yeah. You don't even need to see him himself. There might be a scene of him in space and Yeah, or just him watching the Falcon drive off or something or Yeah, well he might be like in space in his ship and see them doing yeah. something yeah. and yeah. maybe he's like on a like a bounty hunt and he can't stick around but he we see him fly off yeah. in uh you know the slave ones. So. I think it's a pretty safe bet we'll get a Boba Fett Easter egg. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, Adam Driver was on Larry King and was asked about what part of his Kylo Ren character he was most excited to share with fans in the upcoming episode eight episode. Episode eight episode. Episode eight episode. (laughs) And he was like, Brian, host of Pop Culture Leftovers, is the most redundant fuck I've ever heard on a podcast, podcast, podcast. Uh, No, he says, I think, I mean, this is such a general answer, but, you know, humanity. Even though it's very much a blockbuster movie, and I'm aware of that, there was no taking that for granted in that we were forced to be general. You know, there were a lot of plot points that we knew were operating in the first one that we get to explain more in the second one that kind of make the the both of them make sense. Hmm. So we're going to get to see us the, the side that he wants, he's most excited about to share with his Kylo Ren character in this film is his humanity. Mm. What the fuck, Jake? Yeah, that's mm. that's wild. I don't know what to take from it, man. Yeah, that's wild. This is a, I, I can't... I, I'm, Adam Driver's had some very bizarre quotes for the last year about this movie. Yeah, Just, I love every one of them. Yeah, though. oh, they're good. They're good. <laughs> they're good. So, yeah. Holy shit. I love him and I love Oscar Isaac, how much they love this franchise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah. I think like these guys, they bring their A game to this. Like, I honestly feel like Oscar Isaac walked on to X Men Apocalypse and was just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. God damn it! Why did I sign on for this?" Oh shit! Like, like you know, I, I'm sure. Honestly, I, I think what it came down to with X Men Apocalypse is like, oh, I get to work with Fastbender. Yeah, I yeah. get to work with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I get to work with James McAvoy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god, this is a match made in heaven. And then it's like. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You want me to read the script? The fuck did I just see? Well, and then <laughs> the first day he goes into costume. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, I mean, Jesus. Horrible. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't he, know. He could have very well just been a CG character. They should have, they, yeah. they, they should have, they should have went the Andy Circus route with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, anyway, yeah, interesting comment there from Adam Driver. I cannot wait for episode eight. I want to see Kylo Ren's humanity. That's, yeah. That shit's driving me fucking crazy thinking about it. Uh, guys, more puffin news for Star Wars Episode Eight from we making need, Star Wars. We need a puffin Matt. drop. We need a puffin <laughs> drop. Um, yeah, uh, if you recall, uh, here, here's uh, the article from MakingStarWars.net. If you recall, last week we shared some information about these little avian creatures on Octu in Star Wars Episode Eight. These birds were said to be protectors of Octu. When the puppets were being described to me last summer, certain things like their sharp teeth stood out to me that I never saw in a Star Wars design. But they also made me not consider it was a bird-like creature we had seen before. Many of you asked me if the puffins were convories. I thought about this and dug a little. It appears highly likely we will be seeing convories in Star Wars Episode Eight. The sources that got back to me so far have said that the, that's the gist of the design. However, leave some room open for the animated show's interpretation. 
without having seen the designs myself at this point, I think that's about as good as I can do to confirm we will see Convery's in Star Wars Episode Eight. Um, do they talk? Yeah, here they go. They're like four souls, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this could change everything. Speculation follows below. It will be. It will either be a fun exercise in speculation of a tiny detail or something really big. We just don't know yet. Convery's have shown up in Star Wars Rebels at pivotal moments, but sometimes they're subtle. One sits on the shoulders of Bendu when he meets the Jedi and Maul. Uh, that's been in Season 3, uh, okay. the Bendu that they've introduced. Uh, in Mystery of Chopper's Base, Ezra Bridger, who has been interfacing with wildlife, struggles with the power... But then he looks up to the sky to see a convoy flying over his head. In the same scene, Ahsoka Tano appears and says, In my experience, just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. Later, after Ahsoka fights Darth Vader, we see a convoy after the fight, showing us once again that these creatures glimpsed something important. Uh, Dave Filoni's Star Wars card trader Ahsoka card shows us a less cartoonish rendering of, convo- of a convoy. Um, you can get on makingstarwars.net and look at that picture in this article. In episode 8, we have Luke Skywalker on an island on Octu. What's he doing there? Are these space owls how the Jedi beat the Sith even further? After 20 years of the Sith dominating the galaxy, destroying kyber crystals and desecrating Jedi holy places like Jeddah, is this how the Jedi preserved their memories? Are the convors how they recovered what Palpatine destroyed? Hmm. I've heard this, uh, I don't know if it's in this article, but I've also heard like, like these are the original Guardians of the Wills. Like, like, like in Star Wars, like when you're reading the crawl, that's like what the Guardians of the Wills are writing down. Okay, wow. Uh, so like these convors are like, the, these convorees are the original Guardians of the Wills. Like they, ha- they hold all the knowledge. Like you can destroy Jeddah. You can destroy like these kyber crystals and you can try to destroy it all. But just like in the Marvel 616, you got the Watcher. The Watcher, mm-hmm. Watcher sees all and knows all. And that's what these are. These convories, like they hold these Jedi secrets. You can't obliterate them. You can't, you know what I mean? So that's what, that's what Luke's finding out. He's finding out about the Jedi past from these convories, which people are calling puffins. Yeah. Which this is not 100% confirmed. We might still see fucking like, uh, these little puffins with teeth. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we're getting, but but when Jason Ward from Making Star Wars Net, when he thought about this and was asked from like from fans, like could these be convories? He then went to his source. He he and he showed him this convories, and they said, yeah, this might be. Yeah, this kind of sound. This kind of lines up with like what we're doing in the film. Yeah, and that article makes a great point that like the imagery of the convory could be vastly different than uh-huh. what we've seen in Rebels. Like, right. they've done that kind of shit before. Yes, yeah. Like, even General Grievous, the way they introduced him in the cartoon, was vastly different than the version of Grievous we saw in Episode 3. Well, think about this. I mean, we just recently, this, uh, you know, Star Wars Rebels came back, and we got two episodes with uh, uh, Saw Gerrera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saw Gerrera came back, and, and uh, we had Forrest Whitaker voicing the character. Saw Gerrera, I mean, this is still... This is this is after Clone Wars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this is before Rogue One. Right, Saw Gerrera is not the man that we saw in Rogue One. Like he's half a man in Rogue One. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, he's still got all his body parts. Got all his body parts. He's not breathing through that apparatus. No. So yeah, I mean, 
Does he have his pet octopus in Rebels? No, he does not have the, the burgolette, is what it's called. <laughs> burgolette! It'll make you go crazy! Yeah. <laughs> Insane! Uh, let's see here. The uh, article goes on to say, Star Wars has always been influenced by Frank Herbert's classic science fiction novel, Dune. Of course. And in this possibility, there may be another similar influence. In Dune, there are the Bean Gesserit... I don't know how to pronounce this. Bene Gesserit, a group of superbly trained women, similar in a way to the Jedi. When a Bean Gesserit reverend mother ingests a special water, she attains a great knowledge of dead and gone reverend mothers. Additionally, others with certain breeding can achieve a shared consciousness with their ancestors after ingesting large quantities of the precious spice. It would be an interesting addition to the Jedi mythos to have Luke Skywalker speaking to great Jedi who came before him through these Avatar-like birds. You think we're going to see like Luke eat these birds? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, they're, like, they're like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like a frog. Like, like, these the l- like these little fucking birds are hopping around. He just He's like, he picks one up and he's like, <laughs> eats it. Then has a fucking tripped out vision. Yeah. A Jedi Masters. That's what fucking Qui Gon did. That's how Qui Gon learned how to become a Force ghost. He ate one of these fucking birds. Case closed. Every once in a while, like Qui Gon, like belches and you see like a feather fly out of his mouth. Yeah, good job. Force birds live in force trees. But back in March of 2016, Eric Goldman at IGN interviewed Dave Filoni and Convery's came up. Here's the quote In some ways, I could say that it's a messenger, it's an observer. It is definitely something, and I would suggest – I would rather have fans debate, but I would suggest to say that whatever that thing is, an avatar of I, – but I would suggest to say that whatever that thing is, an avatar of, has actually appeared in the animated Star Wars universe before. Mm. Filoni also notes that there may be different breeds of convoys, like the brown ones we saw in the Clone Wars. If you notice, the Convor image at the top of the article has coloring that matches the sister from the Mortis arc of the Clone Wars. Do these creatures maintain the memories of the Jedi and or powerful Force users? Do they simply document and watch the history of the galaxy unfolding like the concept of the Journal of the Wills? Okay, so they did mention that. Cool. The Convaries could be the trick that allows the Jedi to begin to uncover their mistakes and have access to the long-lost knowledge. Could Ezra Bridger end up talking to Ahsoka through a convoy with whom he uses the Force to interface? Is that what Luke Skywalker is doing in Octu to some extent? Are the Force-sensitive trees we've seen Clone Wars, Shattered Empire, and behind-the-scenes episode 8 photos linked to the same concept. We have heard these convoys are protectors of Octu. They don't look like a threat via physical force unless they go full-on Hitchcock birds, <laughs> which I doubt. Yeah. Maybe they're protecting that place by preserving the knowledge that was once there. I also think – I'll get back to the article, but I also feel like they're so – they, they don't. They don't look like they're important. They're so unsuspecting. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, like you'd never think to go after the them. Sith. Would be like, all right, we gotta go out there and destroy these birds. You yeah. know, <laughs> or capture them all and get the information. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon. Got to yeah. Got to catch them all. No, I don't think like the Sith are out there fucking like uh, you know wrangling birds. No, I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. So I think like 
they're even so unsuspecting that people that have been watching the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels have not put too much thought into these birds, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's I, I I don't know this might be it Jake. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. <laughs> uh, they say will Ray be able to talk, interface, or communicate with them too, or will she see Luke Skywalker doing this and think he's totally convoy shit insane? <laughs> that would make sense. Is this how we might see Yoda in Episode Eight? Will this be the catalyst that gives us our force back and lets Ray see something integral to her murky history? This could be the biggest trick the Jedi have pulled since they were able to retain their identity after death. Will we have to wait and see what comes about in the future before we know how likely or unlikely this interpretation is? I like the general idea of it, and I hope they do something like this that expands the Force and uses it in a way we haven't seen on screen before. Yeah. Yeah, you, you ask for expansion of Force Mythos, but watch what you ask for. Midichlorians! Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody asked for that shit. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, it's crazy. It is crazy. Force owls. Force owls. <laughs> but uh, Living in Force How trees. else? How else? I mean, I, I guess how else is Luke going to get these answers? I, I guess you could explain it like, that uh, – a way that, like, you know, Luke goes into a, like, a, a Jedi temple. Yeah, finds a holocron. Right. Yeah. Holocron, yeah. 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 So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think, I guess we'll find out, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happier with Converies than I am with Magical trees. Yes, I agree. Converies and magical trees. <laughs> Con- Converies is a more interesting concept than the forest trees. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm down with that. So, well, we'll uh, we'll keep you posted if we hear anything more about these Converies or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, let's see here. You know what? Uh, what time we got? It's a uh, quarter after ten. We got emails. Um. Let's take a break here real quick. All right. Come back and read some of these emails. Cool. Sounds good. I'm fresh. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be fresh. Hey, yay. We're back for uh, my favorite part of the show. Oh, my favorite too. Uh, we, get to, we get to hear from you wonderful listeners. Yeah, um, <laughs> that is right. It is time for uh, some emails. So email yes. Time. Mail, motherfucker. Leftovers of the universe. Mail, motherfucker. Pop culture leftovers. All right, some of these emails are old, like really fucking old. I mean, uh, like people are wishing us like Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays old. Oh, shit. So, yeah, it's been a while since we read these because we just haven't had time or I just didn't care either. Yeah, we've had special episodes. Special so. episodes, yeah. So, uh haven't been getting to the emails and I'm going to ask everybody, like, I'm not going to get them through, uh, through all of them this week. There's just no fucking way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm going to ask everybody if they could please try to. I know you have... Just you know, thoughts bouncing around in your goddamn brains all the time, but like try to keep them in there and not on a uh, not in an email from now on. <laughs> like at least until we get through these, putting so, a hold on the email. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, please. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be somebody that's going to write one and uh, send it to me, but uh, I don't know. 
Please don't send them. Um, yeah, this this first one comes from. Yeah, we want them, but not right now. Like yeah. we got, I got an abundance. We're backlogged. Yeah. Hold off on your lemony snicket hate emails. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I don't need to hear from you, fucking lemony snick snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for the iTunes reviews. Yeah. You lemony fuck off. <laughs> lemony fuck off. Yeah, that was. I know. I'm so witty. I know. That right? was very good. How did you think of that one, Brian? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> It's a wonder that I'm not like selling out fucking arenas. <laughs> Give it time. Give I, it time. I, ooh, I know. <laughs> Move over Ryan to George and Carlin his, and his lemony fuck off tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, this one comes from uh, email comes from Ray Price. Leftovers. Thank you guys. I've been listening to you guys for over a year and have enjoyed your banter and reviews. I listen to you guys at my desk while at work, and there are times I am laughing. Good. (laughs) Better than times you were sleeping. Right. He says, my boss asked me what I was listening to and what the joke was. It's kind of hard for me to tell her that the joke was about Frank fucking a turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I listen to various podcasts, and this by far is my favorite. My favorite episode that I've listened to at least three times already is the Civil War Review. Absolutely the best episode, in my opinion, that was not only funny, but informative. That's what makes the show. You guys are funny and informative. Happy holidays, leftovers. Enjoy. Ray Price. Wow. Thank you, Ray. That's very nice. Yeah. He really sucked a dick there. (laughs) Yeah, he does. He enjoys hearing about Frank fuck poultry. Yeah. Who Who doesn't? Who doesn't, yeah. (laughs) The turkey. <laughs> it's dead. It doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are no they feelings. always dead, Frank? Are yeah. they always dead? Well, you got to hit it when it comes out of the oven so it's nice and hot. So, yeah, it better be. All right. <laughs> uh, next one comes from Joshua Smith. Uh, hey, PCL. I have been listening to your podcast since May of this year, and uh, which is now last year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and I can say you guys are all great. Brandon McLean is actually the guy who introduced me to your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I work with him. So this is the obligatory fuck you, Brandon. (laughs) Seriously, though, you guys are great and make my Mondays bearable. I like the wide range of topics you cover, and I typically check out everything you recommend. Brian, Sweetwater Saloon is great, too. It's going to suck to wait until to hear it until 2018. Keep up the great work, and I'll keep tuning in. Josh Smith. Wow, another great email. Cool. Yeah, here we go. Shy A. Nechi. Nice, my favorite. Yeah, your fave. <laughs> Keeping it trill. Keeping it trill as fuck. <laughs> uh, Shy A. Nechi. Uh, let's see here. He doesn't live up to his first name because he sends us fucking emails. <laughs> no, he's not shy. not shy. No, he's not shy. Hey, Brian. Uh, hey, the Brian, Jake, and Piss Bucket Frank. It's been a while since I've written in. I've been real busy with work and also went to America for the first time. I spent, yeah, he's from, uh, where is he from? Amsterdam? Nice shit. Yeah. Uh, Amsterdam. Yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, Jesus. Now I sound like this asshole writing an email. <laughs> that's, that's, that's something that he'd fucking write down. Amsterdam. 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 I'm just, yo, just chilling up in Amsterdam. Yeah. God. What up, fam? God. <laughs> what up, I guarantee, fam I guarantee this guy's like rocking a polo with like the fucking collar flipped up and shit. Oh, God. Ugh. I love this guy. Uh, it's been a while since I've written in. I've been real busy with work, and I also went to America for the first time. I spent three weeks in California. It was rad as fuck. Yeah. 
Uh, classic shy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep this email short. I just want to touch on three things, but ultra short. Then write three fucking paragraphs. Oh, he's making a joke. Ow! Uh, number one, just bought my Star Wars Rogue One ticket for opening day. <laughs> That's how old these are. I am so excited for this. It's going to be awesome. Two, I recently binged Black Mirror, and this entire show is a Tupperware. Although it's relatively short, I highly recommend this. The show is about how technology will show its darker sides in humanity when we progress into the future. I'm not sure if any of you uh, know this, but it's so, so good. There's a total... 13 episodes over three seasons, but it's an anthology series, so there's no order on what you need to watch first. Um, yeah, I just yeah, recently watched I loved it. Black Mirror is fucking amazing. Uh, number three, want to recommend this movie once more because I know you guys will love it. The one I love with Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss. Love to hear your thoughts on it. All right, guys, till next time. Shy. So, yeah, um, the one I love. How- how I, I need to know how I love the Duplass brothers. Yeah. So and um, so yeah, I'd like to watch that. I just need to find out if it's streaming somewhere. I have no idea what it's about, but uh, you said Mark Duplass, and I'm in. So next email comes from Lee Edwards. Hey Lee from England here. Just want to say, still loving the show. Makes me laugh all the time, and you guys are just brilliant. Brian, just got to say to you, Sweetwater Saloon was amazing. I could not wait to listen to your show after every episode. Very in-depth and great chemistry with you and Ashley. She does say the F word a little bit too much for my taste, though. <laughs> does it really say it? No. no. It's a fucking joke. Jesus. Uh, let's see. Here. Just sad we will have to wait until 2018 for season two, but I'll be back. I'm also looking forward to Talking Taboo. What I have seen about the series looks really good. Thanks for the great work you all do. So, thank you, Lee. Next email comes from Finn Dietz Creek. Hey, Leftovers, and hopefully a drunk Frank. Just wanted to send a quick email to let Brian know how much I love PCL and Sweetwater Saloon. I don't really want to email into Sweetwater Saloon, as it probably has enough scrawny emailers. <laughs> Last week, I was on the Leftover Army podcast with Dan West, Jacob Harmon, Dan Hunter, and Adam Cornette. It was so much fun talking with those guys, and it was my first time being able to really talk to other people who are fans of your show. And last episode of PCL was definitely not your worst episode ever. The last 45 minutes were golden. I uh, hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. Who knows what episode he's talking about. I have no fucking Great. Yeah. And stay safe, in, stay safe in the snow. You're one true scrawny throwable listener. Yeah. Finn, hashtag Team J. Uh, see, I'm just burning through these. Yeah, I like it. Great pace. (laughs) Ripping through these. Uh, Dan Matram, you know what I just realized? I think Jake's the only person on the planet that could have spoiled Han Solo's death, yet still be the most completely lovable and affable motherfucker of all time. Yeah, not true. You're okay, too, Brian. (laughs) Shout out to Dan, too, for getting together this Leftover Army page. He is a sick guy. That's it. So that's from Dan Matram. Sick as fuck. You are trill as fuck, Trill as fuck. (laughs) Michael Walensky, Brian, just got done listening to this week's episode and wanted to send a quick response to the email putting you guys at number one of podcasts. I uh, 100% agree with his statement that your podcast is above Kevin Smith's, Nerdist, and Mark Marin's. I say this because I can honestly state that I have never fast-forwarded or deleted before listening an episode of PCL and listened to each episode in its entirety those other podcasts I continuously fast forward <laughs> or delete due to lack of interest. Keep it up. 
You guys are awesome. Michael Walensky. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're better than Marin and Nerdist and Kevin Smith. Fuck no, we're not. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not, not at all. Not at all. Where's their drunk guy? Uh, let's see here. I, you know what? I, oh, man. Uh, isn't it a bad taste for me to read this? I I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, at Fat Murdick. Greetings, fellas. Hope your day is going well. He wrote this before Carrie Fisher passed away. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Hope your day is going swell. Who would you fuck, Mary kill between Princess Leia, Ray, and Jenner or so? And you know what? This is ice. It's a mu- fuck, Mary kill, and it's about a character. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. not in bad taste. Right, the right, guy right. had no idea that yeah. Carrie Fisher was going to pass away. Right. And does you know what? Doesn't take away my love for her. No. So, no. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, fuck, Mary kill between Princess Leia, Ray, and Jenner or so. Uh, I'm going to kill Jenner or so. Yeah, she died anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll kill her again. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry Leia, and fuck Ray. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Jin's gotta die. So I mean, yeah, that that's the easy one. I don't know which one I want to fucking marry. Uh, gotta marry Princess Leia. You gotta marry Princess Leia. I'd fuck Ray. Although Ray's marryable too. So there you go. <laughs> I did the same. It's lame. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's something weird about fucking Ray. I mean, you see her eating bread and... <laughs> I, I don't know. You see her eating bread and wearing that, like, goofy little helmet on her head. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I want to fuck that. I mean, she's like, she's a child. In my... <laughs> I don't know. No, she's an attractive woman. She just acts childish in that scene. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not... No, I'm sorry. Slave Leia. Jeez, come on. I mean, that costume. No, I'm fu- I'm fucking the shit out of Princess Leia. Okay, I get you. I, I was thinking of the characters as they currently are in the Star Wars universe. Oh man, if she wants to, I mean, if she wants to take that chain that she choked Jabba with and choked me with it <laughs> a little harder. Yeah, let's get some auto auto erotic asphyxiation going on here. I mean, I, no, I don't. You know, I'm, I'm serious. Like, God damn it, I'm, I'm having I'm having Leia fuck my brains out. There you go, um, Ray. I'll marry Ray. Will I marry Ray? I don't know. You don't want to marry Jen. Why not? Why? Why? why what's She's the bland. She rebels. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe she might I be don't. kink in the sack. I'll kill her because she rebels. <laughs> so I'll, yeah, I don't want her rebelling while we're married. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that'll be her excuse for everything. Like, yeah. hey, I <laughs> honey, honey, where's? My, I asked you if you would clean my pants. You said you had time. I rebel. I rebel. <laughs> oh, honey. Come on. You said dinner was going to be done. I sound so sexist right now. Like, everything that I have Jin do. You got a ticket doing 125 uh, hey, Jen, miles an hour. the dishes aren't done yet? What the fuck? <laughs> Where's my dinner? I rebel. Yeah. You got a ticket doing 125 miles an hour? I rebel. Yeah, so, yeah I'm killing her because she rebels. <laughs> I guess I'm marrying Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, P.S. Brian, can you elaborate on why you liked episode one over episode three? Um, I think this is fucking hilarious. Jake says that Rogue One is his least favorite Star Wars film of all time. Not one fucking email asking him to <laughs> explain that. But I get asked, like, why I said one fucking time I like episode one over episode three. This changes all the time. This changes all the time. I don't know. One day I'll like uh, – and does it really fucking matter? 
They're all fucking shitty. <laughs> all the fucking prequels fucking suck. Could you elaborate on why you liked episode? It changes all the time. There, there'll be a time where I like episode three more. I guess it just I've I've watched episode one way more. Yeah, way more. And I can I, episode three is so fucking forgettable to me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're on Mustafar and he cuts his limbs off and and. Um, she dies of a broken heart. And, <laughs> I mean, I, I remember shit that happens in it. I, they're all shitty. I'm not, I, no, I, I just like the saber fights. I hate the saber fights. Really? I hate the saber fights wow. in episode. I hate the say like the one with Darth Maul in the first one's kind of yeah. cool, uh-huh. but they're just flippity doo dot dancing. Nobody does that shit. Nobody fucking fights with a sword like that, Frank. It's choreographed and it's bullshit. Nobody dances around like that. There's no angst in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, I get you. Nobody, no, nobody fights like that. It's like it, a dance. It's like a dance. This is, they, they basically taken like crouching tiger, hidden dragon bullshit and thrown it into the Star Wars universe. <laughs> it's pretty. It looks pretty. But when I want to see a fucking sword fight, I want to see like somebody like beating the shit out of somebody with a fucking sword. Eh, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fucking angst. That's like like two like two fucking Vikings with a sword, like Conan with a goddamn sword. You think Conan's flipping around like a fucking ballerina? <laughs> no, 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 it looks pretty. It looks pretty, and everybody talks about like, oh yeah, the the sword fighting. But see, it, 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 there's a lot to be explained though when you by this by the. You're watching this flippity doo dah bullshit, mm-hmm. and by the time we get to episode four, nobody's doing that. Yeah, they're just like two geriatrics, just exactly like swinging the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, it's I like it's like watching a five year old with a wiffle ball bat, you know, like trying to hit a ball. That's what they look like. They look like the, you know what I mean. They're they're barely doing shit. I guess know? I was just chalked it up to Vader's in his suit and Obi Wan's sixty years old. Yeah, but so, I mean, even Count Dooku in the prequels is doing flippity douche. Okay, yeah, that's, I got yeah, that's, that's a perfect <laughs> I, point. I just chalked Fuck. it up to you being an idiot, not knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> I can no. still like it; it looks I, good. I like it too, Frank. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'm saying it looks pretty, but does it? I see what you're saying, but it doesn't, doesn't it have make any sense. It doesn't have any passion. Nobody fights it. like that. Yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> it looks they had they wanted to do something to dazzle us and I'm not saying like oh that's why I hate the prequels because of the dancing mm-hmm. no that's not it that's not it at all and I love that final battle between Darth Maul and and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan oh yeah I fantastic. love it it's awesome mm-hmm. I love it I think it's great you like it more than the final battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. way way more that I that main problem I have with the prequels is that there are so many things it does wrong. It yeah. does so many things wrong. It does not – the love story between him and Padme is not a love story. It's fucking creepy. Yeah. Sure. It is fucking creepy. For sure. You've got, you, you've got this belligerent child. <laughs> he is not a man. He is a belligerent child and he's complaining about Master Obi-Wan. Master Obi-Wan, he's so overbearing. He's this, he's that. He makes me do this and do that. I rebel. And then, <laughs> no, no, he's bitching about Master Obi-Wan. He's bitching about Master Obi-Wan to her mm-hmm. and she's supposed to be like, we're supposed to believe that Padme is listening to to him piss and moan about his master and then be like getting wet over this like oh my god yes 
complain about your master. I'm getting so fucking hot right now. Oh my god. Tell me what else you don't like about him. No, she thought. All right. Feed me some force fruit. So, so then, then later on, he's, he does like the creepiest thing that you hear about women complain about all the time. Women are always complaining about guys that, you know, that get a little too like into them and yeah. then start saying some weird shit. Yeah. Okay. He says, I think about you all the time. It torments me at my soul. Dude, if I ever said that to a fucking woman, I'm getting a restraining order. <laughs> no yeah, shit. No stage five clinic. Right. No, no, no. Padme's a fucking panty dropper for that shit. <laughs> yeah, she I loves it. it. Oh, loves you know it. what else is great about this? I met him when he was fucking nine. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? You know what I mean? And like, it, he's so fucking creepy. It's the creepiest fucking love story ever <laughs> and even the friendship between him and obi-wan we're supposed to believe that they went on all these adventures and had all these things together which we see in the clone wars and i get that but yeah. we're watching these for the first time in the fucking prequels uh-huh. and we're supposed to believe that these guys are this they have this amazing friendship and they have some of the most dry stale dialogue ever in these prequels and by the time you get to episode fucking three when he has to like you know kick his ass on mustafar i just don't give a shit (laughs) i just don't give a shit and i'm also not buying the love story it's the worst fucking love story ever (laughs) it's horrible like twilight gets it better than this fucking shit i'd I'd rather watch fucking what's her face uh stewart fuck a werewolf (laughs) than watch the fucking love story in the prequels it's fucking garbage um not everything about the prequels is garbage it's it's just certain things that i feel like they could have that 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 were really important that were that were if man if they would have just got the love story between padme and attican down god damn it that would have got me that would have got me more into it and I, i mean probably by episode three episode three we should all be crying in that theater yeah, yeah, I can see that big time. I, I, the, the turn that Anakin has too is kind of far fetched. Like that's the one thing I've always had a hard time buying. Like the turn that makes mm-hmm. him evil. It's yeah. like okay, I don't know about all that. Oh, you know what? I've abandoned my mom for ten years. I haven't seen her in ten years. Let me go check up on her. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Oh, she's dead. Ah, fucking sand people. And then the Padme is like, "Oh my God! You killed a bunch of kids too. Let me fuck you. Yeah. You killed sand people. Oh my God! Let's fuck. <laughs> Impregnate me. Give me twins. I'll be your baby maker. I rebel too. Uh, yeah. Yeah." And Palpatine, oh, I promise that if you go to the dark side, you can make it so no one will ever die. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'll go kill a bunch of children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things that got wrong. Yeah. And so that, like, that, so when I'm bit, pissing and moaning about flippity-doo choreographed lightsaber fights, that's the least of my worries. Yeah. Least of my worries. When you, when you miss the mark on a, on a, on a love story that should have been awesome. Sure. And I, and I blame, I blame, I, I do blame Lucas. I, I think Lucas is a great storyteller, but I think like by this time, um, he should have went with what they did in the original Star Wars films with a different director for each one. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he should have had – there were too many yes men involved in this. Yes, Mr. Lucas. Because he was a god by that time. Mm-hmm. You know, right, no, yeah. Nobody expected him to fuck these up. Mm-mm. You know, like, oh, my god, this is the same guy that brought us these amazing fucking movies. He's going to do great with this. But, like, like, god damn it. Like, Cameron gave me a fucking love story in Titanic. Like, this was – this this literally was the Titanic. It sunk, in my opinion. Like this love story really fucking sucked. It sunk and sucked. Yeah, it's super campy for sure. Yeah. yeah, I've gone on long enough about this over that one fucking question. But like, dude, my 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 opinion on episode one and episode three changes all the time. I don't like either of them. I don't hold either of them on a pedestal. Uh, I could watch episode three tomorrow and be like, yeah, that's that's better than episode one, <laughs> you know. But it just it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Episode two is the worst. That's the constant. Yeah, yeah. it's garbage. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, next email comes from Logan Petty. Hello, leftovers, and who's ever on the show in the future. You want to know why I said hello? That's how we typed it. Hello. Uh, I Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hello. Yeah. Uh, hello, leftovers, and whoever's on the show in the future. I'm a new listener to PCL and podcasts in general. I started on episode 75 and just finished 100. While I still have a ways to get caught up, I look forward to each episode. Just wanted to let you know that there are still people joining the Army and loving all the work you do. Dot, 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 and Frank. Nice. Uh, <laughs> you can tell he's listening to old That is a throwback. Yeah. Uh, P.S. Episode 75, Brian talked about My Strange Addiction and Coffee Enemas. That's when I knew I was going to be in it. The long haul, <laughs> the elite fat ninja Logan Petty. So he, yeah, we just oh, the read, elite fat ninja. Yeah, we read your iTunes review. Uh-huh. You had him at coffee. Animus. I had him at coffee. Animus. You know what? He, I had him at coffee. Animus. A new listener that listened to this episode, they might be writing in twenty five, fifty episodes from now, and they could be saying, "Brian, you had me at kitty butthole jewelry." <laughs> <laughs> this episode could be their coffee enema mm, because of kitty time. butthole jewelry. Come, Maybe not. You bring it every time. I do. If it's not coffee enemas, it's butthole jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> butthole is the constant. No, you know, like <laughs> when we start these episodes, it's like I want to, you know, yeah, maybe I want to bring up something like butthole jewelry or coffee enemas. It really, hey, it's stuck in this guy's butthole. Yeah. He remembers it. <laughs> it's good stuff. I yeah. remember you going off about that one fucking Hungry Man dinner or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, like, man. why do people eat this shit? <laughs> yeah, I remember that kind of. It was a buck. You were pissed off. <laughs> I found out, uh, you know, like uh, iTunes only lets you listen to like the last 100 episodes. Uh-huh. If you download, there's an app called TuneIn, TuneIn FM. If you download TuneIn FM, it goes, you can listen to every episode. Oh, nice. Oh, that's so, cool. That's cool. You don't have to go to the website. Just download TuneIn FM. Blake from Indy sends us an email and uh, Blake says, what's up, leftovers? Hey. Hi. What's up? Do they really mean – like when they write that fucking shit, do they really want us to stop here and let them know what's up? My like, blood hey, pressure? dude, I'm fucking – Yeah, we're recording a show. Recording a show. Listen to your email. Like, yeah. just, Wasting our time. Is it, it – is just being nice. Is just like yes. – It's just greeting. Right. Courtesy, yeah. Just say, and from now on, people, don't ask us that question. It confuses me. Yeah, it's dumb. Just say hi, <laughs> leftovers. No, I, he's, I would toss it, but I don't want another bad iTunes oh, review. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> Sith Lord 49. <coughs> Sexist son of a bitch. Uh, Blake from Indy here, a.k.a. Blake 500. Uh, I went to see Rogue One today as a birthday treat for myself, and I really enjoyed it. I just have one big issue with it. Not a single goddamn Bothan died in this movie. What the fuck? That's the second Death Star. Yeah. Oh. I'm tired of hearing about that. Everybody brings that up. Oh, yeah. Newsflash. This guy's not a true Star Wars fan. fan. Oh, 
Oh man, there, there's our one star review. Uh, yep. Jake said I'm not a true Star Wars fan. Uh, you would know the Bothans died getting the fucking second Death Star plans. That was the second Death Star. Yeah. Uh, ben Toupay, uh sends us uh, an email. Hey guys, love your Rogue One show. Just wanted to tell you something I heard regarding some of the missing shit from the trailers. I heard somewhere that originally Jin and her crew made it out of Scarif and they were the ones Vader slaughtered in that ending ending scene hmm. and all the reshoots reshoots took care of that i don't feel like those deaths would have been as meaningful so i'm glad it ended the way they did but that explains a lot of the content from the trailers like jen walking out at the top of the satellite and the tie fighter meeting her i think originally that was probably one of her team members helping her escape again this is all unconfirmed so i may just be talking out of my ass Love the show. Keep up the great work, guys. I gotta believe that that's not true. No, no, it's not. We just talked earlier about how it was like the Vader scene was part of the reshoots. Yeah. So for them to like re, like have it originally, like like Jin gets slaughtered by Vader and all that shit. And we would just watch them get, you know, fucking weed whacked by a lightsaber by Vader. And then it it just doesn't sound like any of that was true. Yeah. Most of the stuff I've read is said Gareth originally had more people living and that was Disney's issue. And that's why Mm. they did the reshoots. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I ever. I, I felt I, I I always heard that the deaths were a little bit more gritty. See, I heard the other way around. Than what they were, and so I heard that they made them a little bit more light and tasteful. I guess it was pretty intense as it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do like like. Uh, I think it would have been awesome if they would have fucking like gave like uh, like when Jin and Cassian. When they die, mm-hmm. if they would have given them that like that that Terminator Two Judgment Day death, oh, yeah. like the fucking like, <laughs> flake the, away, flake away, oh. like, flesh ripping off their bodies and shit, kids and <laughs> kids in our theater going yeah, <laughs> crying. When Vader's oh. holding the dude to the ceiling, he doesn't just slash him; he literally cuts him in half, and two different parts fall. <laughs> yeah, I like your uh, Terminator Two Gen death. That's great. <laughs> yeah, Judgment Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. It worked. It was funny. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Uh, I have to try to find this article. I swear it, it was an interview with Gareth where he said that he didn't realize that Disney would give him the green light to uh, have so many characters not make it out alive. Yeah. And that it was them saying all these characters should die. It makes no sense for them not to. Yeah. And the story group knows what they're talking about. And then therefore the reshoots came. Fair enough. Hmm. I mean, I. that's fine. I just, I hadn't heard that. Um, Isaac, is this from Isaac? Oh yeah, Isaac. I love it when listeners, um, they've been listening for a while and the only reason they email us is to give us a correction. Oh, fuck me. So yeah, it's nice to hear from you for the first time, Isaac, (laughs) when you want to tell us what we did wrong. Hey, Leftovers, just a quick correction Tuesday. (laughs) I sent this on a Wednesday. (laughs) Aren't you great? (laughs) Addition to your pile, which I'm sure you've already gotten. And if you're swimming in a sea of Star Wars correction emails, I blame Brian. (laughs) 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 During your Rogue One podcast episode, uh, Brian mentioned that Easter egged uh, Dejaric in the movie. You referenced its original appearance in A New Hope uh, at the... Oh, God damn it. You know what? Fuck your email. I'm not reading this fucking shit. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just... I, I encourage this fucking... 
No, basically, he's saying I'm wrong about some. I goddamn drink on these. Sh- Jesus Christ, these fucking people. Uh, during your Rogue One podcast episode, Brian mentioned that. Listen to this. He fucking write down times and shit. Oh my god. Mm. Jesus fuck. Uh, at 2:28, you stated a degenerate game can uh, be seen in Rogue One, similar to the holographic set that Chewbacca and C-3PO played on the Millennium Falcon. Now, correction, Chewbacca and C-3PO were not playing the Jark and the Millennium Falcon. It was R2-D2 and Chewie playing against each other. As oh, Chewie, you idiot. That's such a minor uh, thing. As Chewie gets angry like I am right now because R2 is beating him. Han warns that Wookiees are known for ripping arms out of their sockets. C-3PO then makes the suggestion to R2-D2 that he lets the Wookiee win. I've been listening for about a year now. Enjoy the show and all the childish cussing and rants. Uh, and there have been plenty of inaccuracies, uh, but this one could not go without correction. No, 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 sir. Uh, and since since you know you love him, I know you love him, I thought I'd send one your way. I mean, it is a season for giving and all. You're a listener, Isaac B. Thank you, Isaac. Nice to hear from you, <laughs> He's buddy. been listening for more than a year. He should be ready to grab his ankles and take it in the ass now. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth, yeah. Frank. Yeah. It goes without saying, Frank. It goes without saying, Frank. Yeah. That's uh, kind of a given. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were all thinking it. Glad you said it. <laughs> Stay to deliver. All right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was re- that really bothered him. Yeah. Wow. Really bothered him. Yeah, the we'll the inaccuracies. Right I know. <laughs> no, it was me. It was me. I, I blame Brian. I didn't correct you either. You I didn't went correct along me. with it. Uh, you went along with it, Jake. You were a, an accomplice. I know. I know. You were an accomplice. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to hear from you, Isaac B. Never email again. <laughs> and banned, <laughs> sir. Uh, Mason, hey guys, listen to the Rogue One review, and as always, I was left with plenty of chuckles and thought provoking comments. However, I really think the end game you guys viewed this movie as was never intended to go in that direction. Sure, it's still Star Wars, which stands as one of the most iconic brands in well history, to be honest. Still, though, the separation from the saga timeline kind of gave the director and the others freedom to drift about different tones that various fans have thought of. I mean, they know they couldn't fuck up the new trilogy with this one, so why not add a distinguishing taste to the franchise with this one? Just a thought. Love the podcast, as always, Mason. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I want them to try new things with these Star Wars stories. That's that's what they're for. Yeah. I'm going to turn you up. You're, like, low. Me? Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, I I gave the film a Tupperware. I I loved it. Still yeah. do. <laughs> you guys are both looking at me because I'm still sticking on my high taste. No, I don't. No, he, he. I don't give a shit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he did change this to a Tupperware, but it's his least favorite. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I was looking at you because I thought you were about ready to talk. I I didn't. I'd never put a thought into what you were going to say. Oh, oh, please, Frank, change your rating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my enjoyment in this movie just can't be at 100 <laughs> without you loving it as much as I do. <laughs> well, that's I, not true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Um, what Do we have two more left in us? Yeah. Uh, sure. You're slashing Especially through. Especially at this pace. I got two more. Taj Graham. Hey guys, I love the show. My long commute in LA traffic would suck way harder if not for weekly ban- for the weekly banter. You guys have great chemistry. Brian is awesome. Jake is the man. Frank is great. And although I don't know that motherfucker, Jay, I enjoy his Voltron reviews. <laughs> <laughs> 
Rogue One was awesome, and we'll see it again at least two more times in the theaters. It sucks that we didn't get the Jin Tie Fighter scene, but I really wanted to see the stormtroopers walking in the water. I thought that shot in the promos was dope as fuck. Um, still Tupperware the movie, but it sucks when you know scenes were removed while watching a movie for the first time. Later, Taj Graham. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There were some really cool shots we never will get to see. Yeah, yeah. That, that's some shit really that's coming about here recently. We haven't really had that before in like le- up until like the last year and a half, two years. Yeah, it was rampant in 2016, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, big time. Uh, last email I'm going to read uh, is from Eric Marable. I'll finish the rest of these sometime. But uh, Eric Marable says, hey, Leftovers and Frank, with Rogue One's release, I'm curious what your memories are of the first viewing of each film. The rest of my email is so long, so no need to read it on air. What? And uh, yeah, he's talking about his memories of the films. A New Hope was in the drive-in. My first memory: scared to death of Vader on the blockade runner. Yeah, I'm not going to read it. Um, oh God, should I read it? Do I feel like I feel like a dick now? He said not to, so I don't see how to. you can be a dick by not reading cool, it. Cool, cool. I think you're a dick by reading it. What are you, you not so to. what are your memories of the first films? Like, yeah. me, like, I was not born until 78, so the Same. first movie, I didn't watch it until, like, maybe I was, like, four or five. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I was also born in 78. Um the, the earliest Star Wars memory I have as far as seeing one for the first time is, is Return of the Jedi. I, I was old enough to remember what that was like and mm-hmm. uh, went and saw it, um, cried my eyes out at Jabba because I was scared to fucking death. <laughs> uh, my grandpa had to take me out into the lobby and promise me that uh, Jabba you, you wasn't going to be in the whole movie. You were yeah. that kid. Yeah, at <laughs> least my grandpa took me out to the lobby, though. He wasn't yeah. that asshole that just let the crying kid stay in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> So he promised me Jabba was was not going to be in the whole movie, and I believed him, and I went back and <laughs> enjoyed the fuck out of that shit. <laughs> this this also happened again in Phantom Menace. Yeah, years <laughs> later when Jabba showed up at the pod race, <laughs> no. Grandpa had to take Jake out back into the lobby again. Yeah, it's honestly it's why Return of the Jedi Special Edition is my least favorite special edition because they like what used to scare seven-year-old jake is completely ruined it's like a whole fucking fraggle rock scene now yeah Mm -hmm. so the atmosphere is completely destroyed in the special edition it's a shame yeah yeah for me i I remember the toys before i remember the movies Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i remember going to like the toy store and seeing the toys uh on the on on the racks you know oh yeah before i even remember watching the movies so yeah, I, that's but my my I definitely I I remember of course I remember Return of the Jedi I remember Ewoks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you know I, I don't even know if I watched the movies in the order in which they came out in yeah I might have seen like Empire first and then Return of the Jedi and maybe just seen parts of A New Hope so but uh, eventually I watched them all in order. Yeah, but, I remember as a kid it was the uh radio drama that really made me a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Like it's really what made me like grasp the story and not just think it was just a cool looking thing. Yeah. Like that radio drama is really from there I went to the uh all the books that aren't canon anymore and really dove deep into the expanded universe after yeah. getting into that radio drama. So, uh I didn't get to see him in the theater at all. 
Uh, we moved to Florida in 85 and it would have been somewhere around there, 86 that, uh, my brother had rented a VCR and was watching them. And remember that renting VCR. Yeah. VCRs, and yeah. they came in that fucking like, uh, case and shit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, God. he was, uh, right I, now I, that plastic briefcase is worth more than the fucking VCR. Agreed, no shit. Agreed. Um, I remember walking by the room that he was watching it in and he was watching Jedi and it was like right at the very end. And I was scared as fuck, but I didn't call, I couldn't pronounce Darth Vader properly. I kept calling him Dark Invader. And, uh, I, I just remember that being awesome. So he had to get my mom's permission to be able to let me watch the rest of them. And then he started over at the beginning cause he had rented all three. Mm-hmm. So after he got done watching Jedi, that, then we sat down and like binge watched all three movies back to back. And that was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's always been there. I mean, I, Always had it in my life, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's Yeah, like, I can't remember a time before yeah, Star Wars. I can't either. I really can't. It's always been there. It's like, you know, there was Star Wars and like I always kinda like knew about Santa Claus and Star Wars. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus brought the Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm gonna end it here. I'm done. I am so fucking done. Yeah, fuck I'm you so guys. Fucking done. You fucking ungrateful assholes. I'm done. I love you, Brian. <laughs> Where'd that come from? What? Ungrateful assholes? Or I love you? The I, I love, love you. you just. Oh yeah, that makes sense that I would call everybody an ungrateful asshole. <laughs> Frank is like, whoa, somebody talking about love on this show. <laughs> I expect that. Right. I expect yeah. the ungrateful asshole shit. Yeah, yeah. The listeners may be ungrateful, but I got your back. Hey, what do we, what, what we got? What are we doing next week? Is there anything coming out? Did you look? Uh, no, I didn't. No, it's January. Not a lot happens this month. Yeah, some bullshit. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about Sunny. I know that much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. It's always Sunny in Philadelphia. We're right. going to talk about that. Are you going to watch them? Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure I watch them, too. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure you're all over that, Frank. Yeah. I'll have move. an excuse. I, uh, next week. Let's flash forward. Fast forward to next week. Um, so I didn't get a lot of time to do much this week, <laughs> but I did play this fucking bullshit game. Uh, <laughs> What I would like to say about it is that the controls are not as good as I would have liked. Okay. All right. Mm, <laughs> Slipped on the ice again and cracked my head and knocked myself out during my TV time. <laughs> uh, nobody knows what you're talking about. Nobody. You, did you, you don't think you have that to. this episode? No, but I don't think you have to to get the idea that it, I'll have an excuse. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's the guy we have on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's Frank. That's <laughs> yeah. the, the interview process that they just when we were like <laughs> interview process. When we had Frank interview to be on the show, what yeah. the fuck were we thinking? I think the problem was he was the only one that showed up. Jeez, I was just like, well, he only belts three times. <laughs> yeah. This guy will be fine. Yeah. I agree. All right. We'll see you assholes next week. Bye. Later. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. 
there's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat but it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat we're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids it, it, it's a trap Toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. I've already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture, push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.